The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Look out. <laughs> it's only me. It's only the Kimmer on 106.3 with Pete Davis, sidekick producer and sports rock on tour extraordinaire. And a mechanical mangler at the controls on your Monday, we call him Flounder. Yeah, we got Super Bowl, we got Super Bowl ads, we got Tay and Travis, we got uh, apologies, we got all those ads and the things you liked and didn't, and so we're going to do it all day. We'll have a little fun. And uh, we also got uh, newsy stuff, I mean, old, uh, the Bump Your Head presidential guy, and uh, uh, Vice President Shiftless and Lazy, the side piece is ready to take over. Uh, we'll also We'll have the latest on the tranny and um, the judge in the Fanny the Floozy case as well. Oh, well. Lloyd Austin's back in the hospital. Just resign, for God's sakes. Just re freaking sign. You know, just retire. You've been in long enough. You can retire and you're done. Get out. What the hell? Yeah, you should have retired when you did this stupid Afghanistan withdrawal, you freaking pansy. I, oh, he did tell us, that's a defense secretary, Lloyd Austin. He did tell his staff he'll be back in time Thursday to get his pedicures. <clears throat> anyway. How's it going? <laughs> hey, uh, Monday. Pete Davis, uh, Mountain Jamaican. What's going on up there, sir? How are you? I am so glad to hear, though, that the defense secretary is going to resume duties tomorrow. Because I would hate to go a whole day without duties. Uh, yes, uh, or resuming the, the duties. Unfreaking uh, leaveable. Uh, anyway, uh, 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 any exciting uh, weekend action, uh, Super Bowl stuff? Did you go to a party or do anything, or what's the deal? Nope. Nope. Got to uh, sit around the couch and watch. There you go. Flounder, how was your weekend? Uh, Super Bowl activities? And, uh, uh, yeah, I went over to my dad's house for a little bit and grilled out there and watched the first uh, half and some of the halftime show and then went home for the, uh, the second half. And I, I actually fell asleep in the third quarter. Oh, did you? <laughs> well, yeah. you, you're nervous. Well, you know, I, I stayed up for the whole game. And then when it went into overtime, I said, no, nah, that, that, no, I don't really care. It was, you know, anyway, we'll, we'll talk about all that stuff, too. Uh, let's see. And the uh, ads now did, uh, uh, first of all, just overall rating. How would you, uh, let's do for, first football-wise. Uh, Pete Davis, how would you overall rank the game as a Super Bowl football game? I thought it was a pretty good game, even when it was a low scoring to begin with. And especially at the end, I thought it was one of the better endings we've ever had with the Super Bowl. I was actually, uh, I enjoyed the whole game. Well, I, 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 I didn't see the overtime, and I, I just couldn't get over how sloppy it was and the mistakes. And uh, half the snaps they made were high. Or, I mean, it was just, it was just I really, it was kind of sloppy to me. I'd give it like a C-plus or a B-minus as a game. Uh, but I, obviously, I think the ending was great. I mean, obviously, it's only the second time there's been an, a, an overtime Super Bowl. The other one was us, uh, the Falcons. So anyway, so that was kind of yeah. cool. Now, how would you rank the uh, commercials? Uh, overall, generally speaking, were they, were they, were they just? see a lot of them? I assume you saw most of them. I saw all of them, and I say maybe it was a little better than last year, but for the most part, uh, I, you know, it was, it's been a slow decline for the last decade. Yeah. Uh, Flounder, how about you? Uh, how would you rank the game, first of all, just as a football game? Uh, the, the first half was completely different from the second half, yeah. so I, I'd, I'd, I'd say a seven. I thought the game was pretty good. Yeah. And then the commercials were entertaining, but I thought some were really boring. 
Yeah. Well, anyway, we'll talk about it. There's a whole list of them, uh, of what they did and what they're going on. Stuff. So that's a go. Okay, uh, 306, uh, Kevin Pete Founder. Here's our phone number. We'd love to have your feedback. What did you think about the game and the commercials? And I got a couple. I'm, I know I'm going to get ripped for my... Uh, Responses to this, but uh, so that's fine. Uh, 404-741-1230. And, uh, oh, on, on the... Um Oh, the uh, Valentine's Day thing that I started last week. Okay. There, officially, there's there's not really a contest, okay? Uh, the Kimmer was uh, trying to... I made my offer. I'll make it again. If you have a Valentine's poem that you would... Uh, for your special loved one, uh, and you want to send it to us, I'd be, I'm gonna, I'll am be happy to read some of them. Um, also, my offer goes, if you would like to contact somebody to say you miss them or, uh, you know, want to get back in contact or you apologize or just a wish for whatever and you don't have the balls to do... It or the nerve, or you're nervous and afraid to go. I'll do it. I mean, I'm just offering. Okay, I'm just offering. I always get laughed at when I make this offer, but I'm just offering. Um, all and uh, oh, oh, first of all, Flounder, let's renew. Uh, I've, I've gotten a couple of well, I've gotten several uh, Valentine's Day poems. Uh, most of them are of kind of a threatening nature, which is uh, not my not the way I think it was supposed to be uh, handled. Uh, but how do people, if people want to send us a poem? Uh, what should, what's the best way to do to get people to send us a poem they may have written? So if they just go to thekimrashow.com, go to the website, top of the page, there is a contact button. You hit that contact. Type your name, your email, and the message, and we will get it. Outstanding. I got a couple on, on my uh, message things, uh, and uh, including three uh, marriage proposals. Well, uh, the women were incarcerated, but, you know, still, uh, they're feeling the spirit of, uh, of Valentine's Day, which I think is nice. Uh, a couple of things. 308. I was just looking at the monitor, and uh, Fox News has got a picture up there of this tranny who got killed by the cops. And the uh, mega church, and uh, is this uh, what's his name? Uh, Joel Osteen is that his place? That's the well, the the pastor's uh, yeah. church. But yes. he wasn't he wasn't there, right? I don't believe so. No, but he wasn't there. Uh, but he did he did make a, a comment. He said, "We don't understand why all these things happen, but we know God's in control." And someone said that maybe the first time he's actually mentioned God uh, in the in relation to people. Anyway, I don't now. I, I, to me, I don't, I'm not. A, I don't have any personal reaction as an ordained minister. I don't I would never criticize another man of the cloth. Uh, Pete Davis, I'm sure, nor would you. No, I'm I'm just saying that they say it's a war on trannies. There's no war on trannies. Yeah, well, there's going to be a war on trannies if they don't start, you know, stop trying to kill people. And by the way, for the record, uh, two things. One, one is what really bothers me is that um, they just showed a picture. Uh, a few minutes ago, there's one up there now on Fox News. They showed a picture a few minutes ago on Fox News of the tranny. He was born a guy. Uh, calls himself a girl, uses both male and female names, but he calls himself a girl, and it's a guy. And there was a picture up there a few minutes ago, and he was cute. If, if, that, if that female impersonator, tranny, had, had like, like hit on me at a party or something, I probably would have flirted with her. I mean, I, oh my God. There, there's a picture right there. that does not look like a guy. <laughs> anyway, uh, another thing is, I think it's important to point out, they had two cops with guns work in the church. Guns in church saved lives. Gun-carrying security cops in church saved lives. So, I mean, I, you know, I don't... I don't <laughs> 
Uh, thank God. In fact, the uh, the cops, the chief of police said, boy, thank God those uh, security guards were there. They were, he, uh, that he might have killed a lot more people. Oh, by the way, the press, of course, is referring to him as her. His name is Jeffrey Escalante, going by the name Janice Ivan Moreno. It's a guy, and the story I'm reading now says uh, was they fired upon her and killed her in self-defense. She was carrying a free Palestine sign on the rifle. Uh, uh, she has a criminal history, including convictions for assaulting a police officer. Uh, it was in the mega church in the afternoon. Um, off-duty officers at the scene engaged the shooter, returned fire. They worked in, were working security. Uh, and the little boy is not expected to survive. He was seven. Why she brought a kid in there? Why she brought a gun? Uh, he, cause he got me doing it. Why the tranny brought a gun in there and, and was uh, shooting up people? I, I mean, I don't know. They don't have a motive yet other than psycho. Psycho tranny uh, complaining about not being identified, not being recognized as a girl, I guess. Lost it's, his mind. Using a child as a human shield, uh, had a free Palestine written on the rifle. I mean, come on. I mean, we know exactly why she was in there. It's a war on Christians, and it's by the trannies. It's not Christians against trannies. Yeah. It's trannies against everybody else. Yeah. They're freaks. Yeah. They're, they're mentally ill. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. And again, you, we wouldn't even be having this conversation not that many years ago. Everything has changed now since the Democrats took control and since Donald Trump came down that stupid escalator. Look at how much has well, changed in our country in just in five, seven, eight years. I mean, it's un, I, I can't believe it. Anyway, I will get more of that. 312. And, and very quickly, uh, President Stupid Face apparently smacked his head into Marine One, the uh, helicopter, as they're flying back to Washington, D.C. from Delaware yesterday. Uh, he didn't seem to react to it because he probably didn't know what happened. He banged his head. And, oh, and he's been screaming at his, at his, at his aides and his staff and the attorney general for that report that came out we talked about last week, uh, showing that he, uh, this is hysterical. This has got to be the uh, theme for the Republicans camp, campaign for presidency. Joe Biden, too senile to be charged with a crime, but he's great as far as being president. He's okay as president. I mean, it's unbelievable. And by the way, for the record, two things. Uh, he, uh, these are not gaffes. The Democrats and all his friends saying, "Well, he has these gaffes. He's the gaff. He calls himself the gaff, uh, the gaffmeister or gaffmaster." These are not gaffes. These are mental lapses. These are mental problems. They're not gaffes. It's like when you, you know, all of a sudden uh, you have to have a meeting when you tell your kids uh, explain why Grandpa's biting his nurses. Uh, you know, it's time to take away the car keys. Uh, 313, Kimber Pete and Flounder, happy Monday. Ooh, I got a rain update, and we'll talk. We got weirds this stuff. And the swiping up on my Facebook is squeaking. And I'm very upset about it, and I need an answer. Coming up with the Kimber Pete and Flounder. It's Monday. Look out. Look out, it's only me, it's only the Kimmer. How's it going? 404-741-1230, 741-1230. Oh, boy. Oh, police action for you there. <laughs> oh, mercy. There you go. There we go. This is a big day in 2007 during a press conference at West Hollywood's Whiskey A Go Go. Sting on this day in 2007 confirmed the police were getting back together. They were set to kick off a world tour in May of 07. 
in Vancouver, supported by Sting's son Joe Sumner's band, Fiction Plane. That was 2007, and exactly same day 30 years earlier, the police recorded their first ever single, Fallout, cost them 255 bucks at a studio in London, was written by their drummer, Stuart Copeland. It's the only police recording featuring original guitarist Henry Padovani. Mick Jagger's review of that single in Sounds Magazine called the song competently, again, this is their first one in 2000, er, uh, 1997. God. Their first one, police first one in 1977. Mick Jagger reviewed it and said, the song is competently played rock with nasal annihilated vocals. I don't know what that means. It failed to chart on the original release. It was re-released two years later in 79 and made it to number 47. So there's a police little every word you say or whatever, everything you do or around my finger. Are those, are those two different songs or is that the same song? Uh, I think you're referring to every, Three different songs. every breath you take. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry. And then every little thing she does every is magic. Every little thing she does. Yeah. Like I was saying. <laughs> The giver just no, about half. Murdered by numbers. <laughs> Three songs. The giver's musical history knowledge is somewhat lacking. <clears throat> uh, I'll tell you, I'm not lacking in this. I've got a picture in my phone I've saved for some reason, I don't know why, of Christina Ricci, uh, whose birthday is today. <clears throat> Yeah, that yeah. naughty little strumpet from what was it? Was it the Adams family? Mm-hmm. Oh man, that she grew up. I'll tell you what, I have a picture of her. I'll show you the picture of Christina Ricci. Christina Ricci is 44 today. I have a picture of her wearing a teeny little dress and some teeny little high heeled sandals. And let me tell you, this girl has got a set of wheels. Holy smokes. Uh, anyway, Christina Ricci is 44. She was in that weird series, um, uh, HBO or Showtime, about the girls in the woods on the plane crash. Uh, they got. It was uh, the the. Uh, uh, they were all soccer team girls, and they got stranded on a plane Yellow crash. Yellow jackets. Yellow jackets. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, Christina Ricci's forty-four. Oh, also, I'm going to do. I've got a horrible history thing. A horrible, horrible history thing. And I don't know why I'm. I'm, I'm going to do it because it's just horrible. But I'm going to do it early, so it'll be done. I don't have to look forward to doing it the rest of the day, of uh, of what people are capable of and what the result was of, uh, so many years ago. It was on this day. 1993, one of the most notorious crimes in British history. James Bulger was lured away from his mother at a shopping mall and was found beaten to death. The horrifying story uh, included the two killers were 10 years old. And uh, James Bulger was two. The two guys named Venables and Thompson had stolen. They were going through the mall stealing stuff. Later on, uh, security footage and eyewitnesses accounted this, uh, accounted for the story. Uh, these two guys, Venables and Thompson, were stealing stuff at the mall, including some splat, uh, some uh, blue paint. They took the little boy, and while they were walking off with him, he was sort of crying. And people would say, "Why is he crying?" And the the boys were saying, "Oh, it's our little brother, and he's he's fine." They say, "Oh, okay." Uh, at one point, they were beating him up, and he was bloodied and crying. And somebody came along and said, "What?" And they said, "Well, he fell." He said, "Oh my God! Well, you better take care of him." Okay. Nobody did anything. There were like four or five examples of people who saw this little boy being taken away by what they thought were his brothers or his family. Uh, they splashed paint into his eye. They kicked him. They pummeled him with bricks and stones, and they stuffed batteries into his mouth. Then they hit him over the head with a 22-pound iron bar, 
and he had 42 injuries to his face and head. They couldn't even tell which injury killed him. The two boys put his dead body on some railroad tracks, hoping that a train would come along and annihilate the whole thing. The boys were caught. Uh, the killer, John Venables, uh, was, uh, they were both put away, but they were charged as kids. They were 10 years old. 10. The little boy was 2. Uh, the uh, guy, the uh, guy Venables um, uh, parole, uh, had a parole hearing and was denied. Apparently, after he, had, uh, after he got out of jail, he was caught in 2001 after more child porn on his phone. They put him back in jail in 2013. They caught him again, put him back in jail in 2017. Another parole, and they've turned him down. He's just he's a he's a pervert. The other guy, J uh, James Bulger, who's the murderer, uh, is now in a stable gay relationship at the age of 23 in 2006 and has settled into his local community in uh, London somewhere. No one knows his name except his gay lover. They changed, they allowed the boys to change their names and identity so no one would ever know who they were because of this horrible, notorious crime. And so far, one of the guys is still in prison and may never get out. The other one is now in a gay relationship and doing fine and he's, uh, you know, like 32 years old, and he got out of jail when he was 18 after mur torturing and murdering a two-year-old toddler. And he's free to walk around with his gay lover. Okie doke. Anyway, sorry. I just, uh, I just, I just, you know, it just, uh, I, I don't know why he's alive. I, I, I honestly, I don't. And for the people who saw this, they said there must have been 10 different people who saw, oh, God, that was a kid like that. And nobody did anything. And again, it was 93. Maybe, you know, today, would it be different? I don't know. I, I, maybe people are more aware of... I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have an explanation. Okay, sorry. I'm done. That's it. I can't stand it. Oh, oh, check this out. Uh, hold on. My iPad just went dark. Hand, two, three, click. Oh, speaking of iPads, I got I to gotta get to this, too. We've got to do uh, Super Bowl ads and all that stuff. And I promise I'll do it. Uh, President Stupid Face. Oh, here we go. I got into the microphone. President Stupidface was giving a speech this morning at a, a special counsel. I, I talked about Robert Hur's special counsel report. Uh, President Showers' daughter was at the National Association of Counties Legislative Conference, and he was talking about how wonderful his administration is. Did you know that everything's great now? Uh, the economy's great. It's all been solved. Inflation's gone. And I mean, it's uh, really tremendous. Uh, so here he's talking about promoting a network of electric charging stations. Okay, there we go. Yeah, yeah, that's I, I would run on that. We've got to build more electric charging stations than the Republicans, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, so he said, uh, uh, we're promoting clean energy and industries. Da, 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 da. And he said, what I didn't realize, and, and I've been around. I know it doesn't look like it, but I've been around a while. I do remember that. <laughs> oh, they laughed and laughed, and they all kissed him on the cheek and said, oh, we love you, Mr. Uh, President, isn't it? Yeah, uh-huh, great. You freaking idiot. That's how they're going to try to make a joke about, ah, uh, again, these are not gaffes. These are mental lapses that are going on here. All right, 325. God, I can't believe it. Uh, a judge is having a meeting. I may, may still be in the meeting right now here in Atlanta about whether or not uh, the uh, Fulton County floozy Fannie Willis has to testify later this week. In fact, on I Thursday, <laughs> again, she's been accused of all kinds of shenanigans, and she's supposed to be giving her explanation for all this on February 15th between, uh, before Judge McAfee. Today, she's asking a judge to make it uh, possible for her not to have to testify.
So she's trying to get out of it. And the reason is there's been another charge issued, and that is that she was having an affair with this with uh, Wade, who was known for length and girth. And she was having an affair with him, playing hide the Zorga to Zorga, or in her case, hide the Zorga to Zorga, uh, long, like two years before she put him on the payroll, uh, which means that she knew all along that it wasn't, you know, that it would just happen, it just happened to be something that happened. So anyway, that's, uh, we're going after that stuff. And Lloyd Austin's back, uh, back in the hospital. He's got bladder issues now and stuff. Just retire, for God's sakes. Resign, retire. You're not doing, I mean, you're you're a freaking disgrace. You're responsible for all that, the way we're felt about in this country. Just go, just really pack it in. What's your problem? Okay. 326. Okay, either guys have a favorite Super Bowl commercial. One that stuck out to you that we thought yep. was really great. Pete? Yeah, I always pick the wrong one. I always <laughs> hate the one everybody likes, and I love the one everybody uh, hates. But anyway, uh, the Reese's peanut butter ad I thought yeah. was great about putting caramel in some of them and everybody freaking out about the putting caramel in. If, I thought that was hysterical. In fact, uh, Flounder, did you like that one? Uh, the recent, yeah, remember that one? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, and I, in fact, I'm glad you mentioned that because I have a list. I think I, I have a Flounder printout. Somebody did an ad, a, a, a recap of all the great Super Bowl ads and what they thought were all the great Super Bowl ads. And they did not include the Reese's uh, peanut butter cup ad, which I wrote down, which I wrote down in my notes because I liked it. When that grandmother started spitting, <laughs> I mean, you know, and they, and they said, uh, we have an announcement. We're changing Reese's. And no, no, I mean, it was funny. It was a funny ad. I, I thought I thought well, that was really a clever ad. And it was because the grandmother spitting, she's going, you know, big uh, Louis all over the place. I mean, I thought that was pretty, pretty interesting. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> excuse me. The one they start with here, and again, if you have a reaction to this, we'd love to talk. It's, it's Monday. It's raining. It's uh, silly, goofy, stupid. So uh, you know, time to make a phone call. Four zero four seven four one one two three zero. Four zero four seven four one one two three zero. The ad they start with in this article is the Dunkings, the Dunkings, the Dunkin' Donut Kings. <laughs> See now, there you go. Okay. Ben Affleck, yeah, Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez, and the ad here for the dunk for dunkings. Uh, here comes the Boston massacre. He shouts as Affleck suddenly bursts into his entourage and tow. A company, <coughs> excuse me, I got a damn thing in my thing here. Tom Brady is on keyboard. Matt Damon is on vocals. Uh, they pull out slops in a, a desperate bid to make it on uh, J Lo's album. She's not impressed. The men drudge off. Uh, uh, they, uh, these are like $7 million a piece for a 30-second ad. Lopez uh, tells Brady, who's manning the keyboard. Oh, well, first let me, uh, uh, they were in, in the recording session and so forth. He performs, Affleck performs awkwardly, choreographing uh, with his wife looking on, stunned. At the end, she whispers, we've talked about this. Now, here's the ending. At the ending, as he and Matt Damon head out, Jennifer Lopez, who's married to Ben Affleck, Jennifer Lopez tells Brady. No, she's uh, not. Yeah, aren't they? They're together. Aren't they together? Aren't they together? Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez are. They haven't are. been together yes, for are. years. They're together. Yeah, they no, are. No, they're married. You're thinking of you're thinking of Jennifer Garner. I, I thought I thought she was a Rod. No. Oh, God, no. Now. That was no, years no, ago. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Oh, no, they're married. And, in fact, they've been in the news as the most loving couple in the world. I mean, they're everywhere. It's now it's Ben Lowe or J-Ben oh, or something. Okay. Oh, no, so they're married. Right. So this is, here's the reason I bring this out. They're very married, and they're very public, and they're very, you know, all over the place as the celebrity couple these days. Okay, so as, as Ben Affleck, her husband, and Matt Damon are leaving, Jennifer Lopez looks to Tom Brady and says, 
You can stay. Now, I was offended by that, and if that were if I if that were my wife, oh, boy. I'm serious. If that were my wife, and they wanted us to do a commercial, I wouldn't let her do it. I'd say no. Not that I would have anything to do with it. She'd do whatever she wanted. Obviously, <laughs> not that I would ever have a tell a wife. But, <laughs> no, but seriously, I would not. I, w- I wouldn't allow it. I think that's. I, th- I think that's wrong. That's you know, it's a little fur- 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 little cheating thing. That's you know, you're married. It's not a joke. It's that like she's hot. She's hot for Tom Brady. I mean, the the the, the inclination, okay, t- which is they're teasing or joking around. Hey, I got the hots for you, Tom. You can stay. I mean, I'd be totally offended. Absolutely offended. Not my freaking wife. That's why it's what? it's a commercial. What? It's called acting. Matt- <laughs> yeah. Matt Damon's smart-ass comments were the only amusing thing about that commercial. I blame government-educated schools for dumbing down the capability of enjoying humor, actual humor in this country. Well, we hope that to... was a stupid commercial. Uh, well, again, I thought it was pretty clever, but at, that, at the end, I was offended, and I think it's wrong, and I would pack up her bags. <laughs> 341. <laughs> with a giver feet and flounder. Slot. Hey, how are you going? How you doing? 340 at 335. It's only me. It's only the Kimmer with Pete and Flounder. Happy Monday. Is it still raining up the mountains making there, Pete? Is the rain gone? Are we, uh, are we out of it? I huh. thought we were going to get a whole pile of it. What's the deal? It's monsoon. Monsoon. Oh, crap. Well, I can't see out our window here. I guess, I don't know if it's still raining. It was just really kind of very light rain here at the battery, here at the ballpark. When I came in. Uh, anyway, uh, that's the forecast. Here's uh, Joe Strummer. The class, is that what we have? The, the class 47 locomotive 47828 was named after Clash frontman Joe Strummer. At a ceremony in Bristol on this day in 2005, the diesel train owned by Cotswold Rail was named after the singer-guitarist who died at the age of 50 in 2002, three years before. Named after Joe from The Clash. I know the name, The Clash. I really don't know any of their stuff. not really my you know, style, but I... Rock the Kabash was probably yeah. their biggest hit, I'd say, Pete. Casbah. Yeah. Where have you? Casbah. <laughs> Rock the Casbah. Uh, it's uh, 3.36 with a camera, Pete, and Fly. We need, may need to reset your uh, Kalabanga there on your computer thing there because we have a very serious uh, situation. I'll reset it real quick. Um, our uh, birthday list includes Joe Don Baker... Sheriff Buford Pusser in the original 1973 version of Walking Tall. The Rock played his role. That screw The Rock. I don't even mention The Rock. I'm never watching any of his stuff either. Because <clears throat> I, don't, I don't like what he stands for. Big tough guy. Yeah, except when it comes to standing for America, big tough guy. God, I'll bet, he'd, I'll bet he'd hide in a freaking closet if ever came to it. If he thought the cause was not. You know, if we had, if we had a cause, it was, there weren't enough trannies fighting in the front lines. He'd probably protest. Screw you, you punk. Rock. <laughs> oh, I don't want to vote for Republicans. You're dangerous to America. <laughs> Pussy. <clears throat> Sorry. Joe Don Baker, 88 years old, my God. Uh, Baker's one of a handful of actors to play both a Bond villain and an ally. I remember that. 
He was the arms dealer fighting Timothy Dalton in the living daylights, but he was also the CIA agent helping Pierce Brosnan in GoldenEye and Tomorrow Never Dies. He took the place of the other uh, CIA guy after uh, uh, James Bond, the original one. Uh, James uh, uh, Connolly. What's his name? Uh, John Connolly. James John Bombkin. John James Bond. What the hell? What's it? John Connery. There you go. I knew I was in there somewhere. <laughs> Shut up. Anyway, Joe Don Baker is 88 years old today. Uh, oh, by the way, he was in a movie. I can't remember. I should have looked this up. I just thought of it just now. Well, how could I look it up? Uh, he was in a movie. I think it was him. He was in a movie, played a, a, a private detective or a killer, either one. And he uh, basically raped Sally Fields. And I forgot. Uh, she, uh, there was a, it was a murder mystery or something. And she, uh, I think he was a, maybe you're a, a higher. You're a flat foot, a bull, a dick, John Law. <laughs> you're the fuzz, the heat, your poison, your trouble, your bad news. <laughs> and basically, um, God, if I, I, I hope I didn't get this wrong. Uh, and she, she was uh, hiring, I think she was hiring somebody to do something, and he uh, shows up at her place, and then he said something. I remember him saying something. He grabbed her and he said, uh, let's see what's in this little package. And he just took her clothes off and had sex with her. And it's a damned, oh, I think it was Joe Don, I think it was uh, this guy, whatever I just said his name, Joe, uh, John Baker and Sally Fields. Or field, I guess there's no S on the end. Anyway, I, I wish I should have looked it up, and I, I, I can't now because I'm on the radio. Uh, let's see. On this day in history, in uh, 1912, the last emperor of China was forced to give up the throne at the tender age of six. The 1987 movie about his life won nine Academy Awards, including Best Picture Oscar, Emperor of China, and uh, 1912, and after that, it became the People's Republic of China. Before that, it was the so-called dynasty of whoever. But it was 1912, Ch Communist China became Communist China because they got rid of the six-year-old emperor. Okie dokie, 339, Cameron Pete and Flounder. Oh, uh, by the way, the 3 o'clock hour is sponsored by our good friends at First Liberty Building and Loan. If you need financing to grow your business, visit FirstLibertyGA.com. You'll be glad you did. Uh, three thirty-nine. Cameron Pete and Flounder. What? Oh, uh, we get Stephen Wirt. <laughs> He's not even speaking anymore. <laughs> I had him turned down because I reset him. Sorry, Pete. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, well, here yeah, we go. Yeah. And cue him. <laughs> I wonder about that. They didn't become communists in nineteen twelve. It was nineteen forty-eight or seven around there when they became well, communists. Well, I screw They became the Republic of China in nineteen twelve, but they became mm -hmm. officially uh, uh, Ho, no, Ho Chi or whoever it was who made them that. Anyway, yeah, that I, was I Vietnam. Uh, well, Ho Chi. Well, or, once again, uh, uh, you're this close. <laughs> to the hey, actual fact. As far as I'm concerned, it was the same damn thing. And Ted Offensive of 68 when I landed, hit them that Chinese, Vietnamese. What the hell, man? Sin. It was an Ho Chi Minh. Choi Oi. Choi Long Choi Oi. Choi in line. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> he was the there. negotiator. He was the Choi in line. He was the right hand man. That's right. Oh, my God. Yeah, thanks for the memories. 340, cover Pete and Flounder. Um, Oh, uh, can I do a quick thing? This is really weird. Speaking of the rain, I, I, I okay, I bought a, a relatively new umbrella a, a few months, it wasn't long ago, several months ago, at Publix. And I just looked at the note on it. It's a totes. And what amazes me, I'm walking in today, and the last time I used it, I, I rarely use an umbrella. If I'm at the store in the park, 
What? One this morning. Oh, did you? Okay. Well, this is a, a, flounder, a flounder you showed me. You bought one this morning. A totes umbrella at the store. They're all over the place. And mine is mine is not the mini mini one. It's it's like you know a foot and a half. It's one of the sort that pops up when you hit the button. Um, that's what she said. That's what she said. Um, and and here's the amazing. I haven't used an umbrella in so long. I other than like on the golf course years ago when I played golf. So you know if I'm at the store and it's raining, I just run into the store. I don't take an umbrella. It's no big deal. But you know I've had one with me, and I just realized there must be some kind of a new material because I was the umbrella was soaking wet and I'm not making this up I took it in my hand and I went once and all the water came off it was as dry as a bone Hmm. And I thought, when have you ever had an umbrella that you didn't have to shake and shake and shake and shake and shake and it was still wet, it was still damp and wet this would totally bone dry everything came off in one flick I couldn't believe it I mean, it must be, and again, I haven't bought an umbrella, one of those little umbrellas to carry around in 20 years, probably, you know. I've had one in the car of my trunk. But anyway, I don't know why. I just thought that was amazing to me. Um, okay, 342. <laughs> Sorry, I got distracted. <laughs> but it really, I mean, I was amazed. I, I couldn't believe it. Did one flicking. Science. Yes, total science. Okay, well, let's play a commercial, Flounder. Let's do the one with Christopher Walken. I thought that, I thought this was funny. <laughs> BMW, uh, the network promised a mountain of entertainment street platform for the one uh, Paramount. Oh, I get the line here. I'm the wrong night, idiot. Uh, Christopher Walken, uh, talking like Walken, and he meets a bunch of uh, celebrities who are trying to imitate him. And so here's a little bit of uh, talking like Walken uh, with Flounder. Right? Nice ride. It's the real deal. 100% electric. It's the real deal. Yeah. I can't. Of course, enjoy your coffee. Careful talk. <laughs> your dog's so cute. Mm, yeah. You know, you look nice. Okay. Hello, Mr. Walken. Well, does this table work for you? <laughs> There's only one Christopher Walken and only one ultimate driving machine. And the rest are just imitations. Come on. They even had Usher in there, and they said, don't you have somewhere to be? <laughs> anyway, I thought that was pretty clever. I thought it was pretty clever. Uh, 3.43, and let's do, um, let's, uh, Flounder, if you would, let's do the RFK commercial. And, boy, this I, I'm totally surprised at the reaction to this and what's happened because of the reaction. Flounder, you have that one in there? Here we go. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. commercial. A man for president who's seasoned through and through. A man who's old enough to know. And young enough to do. Well, it's up to you. It's up to you. It's strictly up to you. American Value 2024 is responsible for the content of this advertisement. Well, holy cow. I thought it was a very clever way of Robert Kennedy Jr. to say, uh, let's not forget about the Kennedy factor over here. Hello. And, and it wasn't as though he said, I, you know, I'm just like my uncle. or something. I didn't get that at all. I, all I got was what a clever way to say, let's remember what we stand for. And Robert, if you'll remember, Jack Kennedy was a liberal Democrat and a Catholic who also said what's good for business is good for America. He also threatened to bomb the crap out of the Russians if they didn't get rid of their uh, uh, satellite bases and their missile bases in Cuba. I mean, the guy was on the brink of World War. I mean, he was not a, he was not a pansy, and he was not some freaking socialist. He was a liberal, uh, in, in, but he was also he was a business guy. I mean, he knew what's, what's good for America. 
And he's, you know, some of these old-fashioned things. And, and, and well, here's what happened. Robert Kennedy Jr., whom this ad was about, has just apologized to his family. I had no idea. I didn't, I didn't, I, I guess I was doing other things when this apparently came out, I guess, last night. His, the, Ken, uh, the Kennedy cousin named Bobby Shriver had criticized the ad, saying the Super Bowl ad used our uncle's faces and my mother's, uh, Eunice Kennedy Shriver, I guess it was, uh, and she would be appalled by his deadly health care views. Respect for science, vaccines, and health care equity were in her DNA. She strongly supported my health care work at one campaign, which he opposes. So the cousin said, my uncle is using my mother's and our family's faces, and they would be appalled at his stand on health care and the vaccine and stuff like that. So even the family. So now Robert Kennedy Jr. Uh, has pushed back on the allegations. He said after the day they had, uh, it's understandable they'd want to put focus on somebody else, all the Democrats. The DNC is no position to assert morality over anybody. They refuse to have a primary. They've worked against the will of the people in the past, uh, past few elections. It's sad to see the party my family built crash and burn well uh, the presidential campaign copac chair tony uh, lyons confirmed that the ad which appeared before the halftime show cost seven million bucks and kennedy says i'm sorry it ran he said i had nothing to do with it it was done by a super PAC." And he says it wasn't me. So he's even had, I thought it was a great ad, but he's had to apologize to his family for an ad about him running for president. How could you not want your uncle to be president? My God. I, anyway, I don't get it. 347, a little late for a break here with a carrot beat and flounder. Happy Monday, man. Unreal. Hey, screaming Jay right here. <laughs> I put a spell on you. Yeah, well, that's a reason. And I was wondering what the hell was going on in my life. I'm sorry. <laughs> because of mine. <laughs> Don't know where to break Stop in. <laughs> screaming Jay Hawkins on this day in the year 2000, passed away at the age of 70. After emergency surgery for an aneurysm, Screamin' Jay Hawkins was a Golden Gloves boxing champion when he was 16 years old. He was married nine times, fathered 30 children, spent two years in jail, was temporarily blinded by one of his flaming props on stage in 1978. He recorded I Put a Spell on You in 19. 19- 56, which was covered by many acts, including the Animals, CCR, and Nina Simone. Screaming Jay Hawkins <laughs> died on this day. Well, let's give him the 20 seconds here. This was black. Yeah. All right, that's fine. I'm going to get in the saxophone. Well, wasn't he the voice in Nightmare Before Christmas of Oogie Boogie? Uh, you've got me there, sir. I don't remember Oogie Boogie. I remember the name and not anything about the uh, show or his character. Hmm. I don't know. I'm sorry. Uh, we'll check it out, though. Somebody will get on that. I'll bet you. It's, uh, 404-741-1230 right now. Somebody will be popping on the phone. Be Ho Chi Minh. <laughs> probably Ho Chi Minh. Well, all right. I got one. You know, Chinaman and Vietnam. I mean, what the? <laughs> 352. Our birthday list includes... <laughs> oh, you know, I need this stupid job. <laughs> Our birthday list includes Maud Adams, 
Maude Adams is 79. She's the only Bond girl to star in two 007 movies. 1974, she played Andrea Anders in The Man with a Golden Gun. And then in 1983, she was the title character in Octopussy, both Roger Moore movies. And by the way, I'm not making this up. Back when I was retired uh, down in uh, at Palm Beach Gardens, Florida, that was at PGA National. And I, that was in the, not the rich, the rich section of Palm Beach where Trump was. Mar-a-Lago was in West Palm Beach and, and, and you know, I mean, in Palm Beach, the other side of it. Uh, but I, w- I would ride my Harleys and stuff and take little trips around there. Uh, and in, on one of the over the across one of the many bridges in, in Palm Beach County near in that part of Florida, uh, along one of the uh, uh, docks along the bay was a huge, beautiful black yacht, fancy, sleek, you know, really kind of high tech, modern looking, fancy, beautiful black, sleek yacht named Octopussy. And I don't know whether it was, you know, somebody from the movie or Roger Moore's or, Bi- or uh, I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, was, I used to see it all the time down here in Florida. Uh, let's have 553. How's it going? Um, uh, oh, let's talk a little bit about the ball game. Oh, first of all, I thought this was funny. Uh, Pete Davis, I saw your, you posted sometime over the weekend. I guess it was after, obviously after the game. Maybe it was this morning. Uh, there, was a, there was a picture of the San Francisco streets. And, and, you know, the homeless encampments and turds all over the place. And just, you know, nothing but glitter and bottles and bums and everything. And, and the caption, he was something like, boy, I guess they're lucky they didn't have to have a parade after a victory. That wasn't. And I got to thinking, holy smokes, can you imagine what they would have had to do to clean up, have a parade in San Francisco? After all, I, I mean, oh, my God. Well, even the Babylon Bee got into it saying uh, San Franciscans continue crapping in the street in honor of 49ers crap in the bed. Uh, this is what we deserve, <laughs> shouted Christian McCaffrey as he dumped it. <laughs> Never mind, I can't do that. This is what it means to be in San Francisco. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, can you imagine what they would have had? They could never could have had a parade. It would have had to be yes, in Santa Clara. <laughs> we, already, we already know what they would have done. They would have cleared the streets yeah, and put them in camps into, yeah, like yeah. they did for the Chinese dictator. Yeah, send them over to Fort Ord or whatever. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> 29 the yeah. <laughs> My God. I mean, it's unfreaking believable. I mean, I, I, I mean, I just can't believe it. Unbelievable. Okay, uh, 355. <clears throat> Let's get into this now. The uh, Negro National Anthem. Uh, the song is called Lift Every Voice and Sing. And they played that before the national anthem. And by the way, they didn't play it back to back, which I thought was obvious. So they didn't want to do a, a comparison. And t- you know, I, they did that on purpose. They, del- they delayed several minutes between. The- okay, when they played what's called the black national anthem, although referred here by a congressman as the Negro national anthem, I thought two things. I, st- I looked very carefully when they started playing it. I looked at crowd in the background. Everybody was milling around. Talking on their phones, uh, going up the stairs to get a drink at the con, you know, whatever. I mean, it really, it, it looked like it just, you know, it was, it, it didn't look like halftime going to the restroom, but it, they were milling around and just doing their thing. The mm-hmm. only shots that the director took for the entire, the entire performance of the Black National Anthem was of the chorus and the dancers and the people at the microphones. They, he, th- every time there's some kind of a thing like this, they always show the crowd. They show, you know, a little girl crying or a guy with his hand over his They always show not with the Black National Anthem because he couldn't find anybody. There, there must have been a few people who were probably standing and bowing or whatever, but everybody else just milling around. And the director must have said, oh, we don't have a shot. We don't have a shot. Got to get a shot of somebody. No, we don't have it. There's nobody shooting. There's nobody doing, paying attention. I mean, it was hysterical. 
Well, anyway, uh, now a Democratic congressman is furious. Steve Cohen, Democrat, Tennessee. He said, very, very few stood for lift every voice and sing the Negro National Anthem. Not a pretty picture of Super Bowl crowd. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, if yeah. certain people want to kneel for the National Anthem, why do we have to stand for the Black National exactly. Anthem? Exactly. So kiss my ass. Among other things. Uh, Representative Matt Gates of Florida said uh, he, he said he had a conversation with his wife why we're not going to watch the Super Bowl. They're desecrating America's national anthem by playing something called the Black National Anthem. Uh, Ohio Representative Mike Lochick said there's no such thing as a Black National Anthem. We're all Americans, united by our great and beautiful star-spangled banner. The Super Bowl is supposed to bring us together. This is a disgrace that the NFL decided to push the politics of racial division again. They started doing this in 20- 2020 after George Floyd died. So the NFL took, you know, uh, to honor a, a scumbag fighter of the police who died of a drug overdose responsible for the wrong reasons for the destruction of America for a summer and a half for crying out loud. And the NFL said we have to honor George Floyd. A scumbag career criminal fought police. And then the NAACP promoted Lift Every Voice and Sing as a black national anthem in 1917. By the way, when they were founded, I've got that history near someplace. But anyway, uh, some of the reaction is obvious. You know, before the Super Bowl, a young black man and proud American, this guy C.J. Pearson says, I'm young and black, and let me make myself clear. There is only one national anthem, as there is only one United States of America. It's for everyone. White, black, yellow, even maroon. The left's agenda of division isn't just needless. It's exhausting. That's the thing. It's exhausting. I I literally turned the sound off and went in the kitchen and made my pigs in blankets. But I'm telling you, if there's a black national anthem, where is the Hispanic national anthem and the Asian national anthem? We need an Asian national anthem. We if need an American tribes, Indian national anthem. We need, yeah, if, there's any, if there's any depressed group of citizens on this planet that we should be apologizing for and making up for of anybody we've had contact with for our entire career as uh, human beings on the planet, now being Americans, it's the Indians. I mean, my, they were, they, you know, we took their land. <laughs> they, they were here before us, okay? And we just took their stuff. So you got, you live over here, and we'll take care of you probably, maybe, and then we'll take well, everything else, and we'll take your hey. gold. And <laughs> one group we took their land and their lives; the other one we yeah. took their freedom and their lives. <laughs> right? But no, but, but, but let's still. split into tribes, and everybody have their own song, and the Super Bowl will be four hours long just for yeah. the pregame. Right. And, and by the way, let's make a point: there have been more black presidents of the United States than there have been Indian presidents of the United States. There have been more black governors and more black business and more black. Uh, uh, college professors and more black owners of businesses than there have been Indian owners of businesses and Indian representatives and Indian senators. <laughs> as my Cuban it's friend says, all, as my Cuban friend says, all you gringos claim you're part Indian. So. <laughs> <laughs> no habla espanol. Uh, four o'clock with a <laughs> Kimber Pete and Flounder. <laughs> hey, hey, how are you?
The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps it $5 minimum balance required. <laughs> yeah, how's it going? Better than that. 403, how are you? Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder here on your Monday. There we go. I'll play a little YouTube here. Have fun. U2 was on this day in 1997. U2 held a news conference at the lingerie department at the Greenwich Village Kmart store in Manhattan. <laughs> the lingerie section of the Kmart in Greenwich Village to announce their Pop Mart World Tour. The tour was set to start in Vegas, April of that year, 1997. U2. Wow. Uh, let's see. 404, Kimber Pete and Flounder. Our birthday list includes China Phillips. Biggest Wilson Phillips hits. Hold on. Release me. China Phillips is uh, in, who's their daughter is she? She's 56. Is she famous? Somebody's famous daughter? Or is she uh, John Mamas Phillips, and the Papas, right? We did Mamas yeah. and the Papas guy, right? Yeah, John Phillips. Mm-hmm. Now, was he the one? He wasn't the one. Uh, that was uh, Mick Jagger was uh, taking care of the daughter. Oh, never mind. Well, a- actually, yeah. China's father is Ho Chi Minh. So. I'll be, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was. <laughs> I thought, was, you know, I thought it was, yeah. Uh, Yo Fat. I thought it was the other one. Whoa, uh, whoa, whoa Fat. Whoa Hawaii Five O <laughs> reference. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Book him, Dano. <laughs> Book him, Dano. <laughs> whoa Fat. Rico, Little John. <laughs> now we get the Untouchables. <laughs> one day, I swear to God, for like an hour, we'll just do slogans of, of great TV shows from the past or something. <laughs> just shout them out when, <laughs> all day. When are, when are we going to do the punchline show where we just do the punchline yeah, the jokes we can't tell. Well, we used to, I used to do that as a, as a as a quiz. If somebody could, if I'd give the punchline and they knew the joke, but but a lot of them you can't tell the joke. <laughs> I remember when Ludlow Porch used to do that. Ludlow Porch used to say his favorite punchline was, uh, that's not my wife, officer, and the midget was on fire when I got here. <laughs> Honestly, officer, I was just helping this sheep over the fence. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. 405. Uh, Sorry. Man, I'm all, I don't know what's going on. I think it's, uh, maybe I've got the pleurisy or something. Um, uh, our, our music and birthday list tends to be a lot of musical stuff here today for some reason. It wasn't planned. It's just popping up that way. On this day, 1968, high school dropout Jimi Hendrix 
1968, returned to his hometown of Seattle for the first time in seven years for a sold-out show. He had planned to perform there for free the next day at his old school, Garfield High. Unfortunately, that February 13th school assembly, today being the 12th, on the 13th assembly, the next day he wanted to play at his high school, didn't work out the way he'd planned. Hendricks was sleep-deprived. He didn't have his guitar because his equipment truck went missing, and most of the kids had no clue who he was in the first place. <laughs> Jimi Hendrix in high school. And uh, let's see, Kimber Payton and Flouter, 406 404 741-1230. Again, if you just join us, the suspect in that Joel Osteen church shooting, he was not, Osteen was not there, uh, one of the, these mega churches. Uh, the, uh, it's a guy, born as a guy, wants to be a girl. He's a tranny. He had a message of free Hamas or free Palestine on his rifle, and he was shooting up the place, and he had a seven-year-old boy with him for some reason who may not live. The last I heard, the little boy was in danger of dying. Now, I don't know whether he got shot by the scumbag guy pretending to be a girl with him. I don't even know who the kid is. I'm not, I don't think we know yet where, whose kid it is, do we? I'm looking at the latest story, and it doesn't have that in there, so I don't know. But he had free Palestine on his gun, um, and, uh, and we don't know a motive other than, obviously, he's a freak. And it was in a church, so it's clearly an anti-Christian thing. Again, the the, the tranny who, who threatened to kill me that night, and here on the air of the night, he, he's sending a message, he's going to kill me tonight. And it was because uh, he thought uh, Christians and uh, people, conservatives, were uh, didn't uh, hold uh, transsexuals in the same place as human beings. And, of course, that, you know, that just, you know, they're nuts. That's total nonsense. I don't care if you're, if you know, if you're a tranny, God bless you. I, I feel bad for you. That's all. I feel bad for you. Don't try to change my kid. But leave me alone. You'll be fine. You know, dress any way you want. I don't care. But with, with all lefty, with all lefties, they accuse us of what they themselves are doing. They're the ones right. shooting us, not yeah. the other way around. Yeah. Again, this way. I mean, the last big one was at that school where the uh, girl wanted to be a guy started shooting little boys and girls and two adults. I mean, come on, Nashville. My God. And by the way, I, I mentioned this before. This really freaked me out. The picture that's going around now of this guy who wanted to be a girl is pretty ugly. Uh, but there was one picture that they showed a little while ago, uh, and he looked like a cute girl. I, I mean, I, I, honestly, I hate I, I, I was starting to worry about you because no, I saw the ugly picture. No, no, don't look at the other. I mean, this is, oh, my God. But I'm telling you, if you look at all the, if you'll see if they, if they, they scramble all the photographs, there's one in there. That was a little cutie. If they, she'd come up sitting next to me at the bar and said, hey, can you buy me a drink? I said, damn right. How about a little kiss? You know? So, so guy, I mean, hey, I guess. Hey, I, buddy, can yeah, you buy me a drink? Uh, yeah, we've got an Adam's apple popping up and down there or something. But I think the best thing, to, <laughs> the best thing to realize is, guys, I think the, I think the rule ought to be from now on, never kiss a girl until you've seen her naked. I mean, just just to, really to be safe. So, ladies, if you could just, or half, half, like half naked, we'll do that. If you want a kiss from a guy, you're going to have to, you know, just a half half thing. We'll, we'll leave it at that. Uh, 409, Kim Repeat and Flounder. 404-741-1230. Uh, uh, okay, we did the National Anthem thing. Uh, a little bit about the uh, game. Uh, Pete, Day, and again, we have Holy Crap at Sports in about an hour. We'll talk about the Super Bowl game. And there is uh, other newsy stuff going on, but really not much of any interest to me. I'll be honest with you. Uh, and I, I didn't. I, when the game went into overtime, I went. I, I went upstairs to read and went to bed. I didn't watch uh, overtime. But anyway, uh, a couple things. Pete Davis, did you have a problem with the Travis Kelsey bumping in and uh, to and screaming at his head coach on the sideline? There, boy, did that get reaction on social media. Mm. 
I had a major problem with it. I thought he was being a thug. There's one thing about screaming at your coach. Can you imagine a player doing that to Chuck Knoll or Don Shula no. or any uh, Vince Lombardi, any of the old coaches or Tom Landry? But he can go up to to a Hall of Fame coach like Andy Reid, who who has made Travis Kelsey what he is because yeah. of Andy Reid, and scream at him like that, and then bump into him and almost knock him over. Yeah. That I mean, that's uncalled for. If that's the first or second game of the season, his butt is on the bench. But since it's the Super ball you can't bench him he's your best receiver yeah well of course he talked uh, kelsey talked to uh, espn reporter booger mcfarland afterwards uh screaming at three after a fumble in the uh, red zone and he said uh this is what kelsey said man it was uh i'm gonna keep it between us unless my mic up tells the world i was just telling him how much i love him and he smiled and uh, he was uh, he was on mic so there's he- gonna be sound somewhere somebody's got the sound and it will come out well They've done the lip reading. And by the way, he had a point because Andy Reid kept running the damn ball. And yeah. the only way they were moving it was throwing the ball. Yeah. And they fumbled when they ran the ball. When he should, That second pass should have been right to Kelsey in the end yeah. zone. Bam, bam, two passes. Yeah. Suddenly you're in the lead. Yeah. And the 49ers are sitting there going, what just happened? We dominated the first half and now we're behind. Yeah. Instead, he does a running play after the 49ers have been stuffing their run the whole damn game up to that point. So Kelsey had a point. But you don't go about it that way. And I'm telling yeah. you what, the Swifties, there's a lot of well, liberal women in the Swifties. Well, I'm going to do that. Hold on. Don't get that. ahead of me. Don't get ahead of me. I would do that next. But now, what did he, what did what did lip readers think he said? Do we know what he th- what you think he said to him? F bombs. Throw me the blanking ball. I'm open. You know, give yeah. me the ball. And Let he, me he stay was right. in. He should have been getting the ball. Yeah, I think it, the the bottom line. Yeah. I think uh, the the implication was that he was saying, "Don't take me out." Let me stay in there. I can help you. And, and as though, you know, he's telling the coach. What to, Quit running <laughs> the damn ball. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> so again, he, he definitely had a point. But that, now here's the other side of this, too. Uh, Taylor Swifties are saying this is a red flag. They say that Travis Kelsey shoving the Chiefs coach Andy Reid and screaming in his face is a red flag. Uh, Swifty's boyfriend only had one catch for one yard in the first half of the game, by the way, and then he had, I think, nine total. Uh, but one catch in the first half of the game, and uh, somebody, one user says, man, just like that, I'm suddenly less excited about Travis Kelsey. You don't get to ape up somewhat all aggressive like that because you're frustrated. Taylor, my darling, my love, my lamb, this is a big red flag. <laughs> Another, Travis Kelsey's a red flag. That aggression isn't what Taylor needs. Another, Travis Kelsey got to do better, man. Uh, Travis ran up on one of the greatest coaches in NFL history shoving him during the Super Bowl? I think that's a story that Jim Nance and Tony Romo have to address. This is wild, said Jason Whitlock, who's a well-known conservative black commentator, by the way, in case that makes any difference. Romo and Nance didn't uh, react to it. Said nothing, which is a little surprising. If they said something, I missed it. Uh, but here's what did say something. Patrick Mahomes. After uh, Travis Kelsey got caught, he said, well, I'll just keep it between me. Patrick Mahomes said that moment right there that speaks to the team that we are. Everybody loves it. Everybody loves the game, loves to compete, and Coach Reed wants to compete. Well, he had to stand up for his player. They care. Yeah, and that's true. They care. They, the other guy, Rice, was doing it, too. He was screaming at yeah. people because he was wide open when they threw it to Kelsey yeah. when they shouldn't have thrown yeah. it to Kelsey. Yeah. He was wide open. Yeah. So they do scream and holler a lot on that team. Yeah. And, so, and again, the coach uh, obviously didn't take it to heart or uh, you know have anything really what? negative about it too much. I think we've seen the crescendo of the Travis Kelsey thing, though. I think right now, do we see the waves, you know, gently move yes, into the yes, shoreline? Yes, yes, or do yes. they crash against a rock? No, it's over. I think we may have seen the high point. Yeah, it, well, it's, it's got to be over. The season's over. 
You know, I know next fall, if she shows up for a game, you know, it's going to go nuts. But it's not, but this is this is, you know, it's going to be a long time before that becomes a thing again. And I don't think it'll ever be a thing like before. Martin's on the phone. He wants to comment on the Swifties. Uh, uh, do we uh, we got a break? Do we do it now? Or yeah, we can do it now. We're good. Uh, uh, and I say, Martin, hey, Martin, you're on the radio, man. Welcome aboard. Happy Monday. What do you think? Uh, it's happy Monday. So uh, I think the red flag is that the Swifties are uh, trying to dictate the outcome here. Yeah. Uh, you got to remember, it was a Super Bowl day event. <laughs> How much money do you think is involved in that uh, little occasion? Yeah, somewhere and, between a whole lot or a whole lot more. <laughs> well, you know, Martin, I'll, listen. I heard today. I haven't seen the figures, and I'll bet they're true. I heard today that apparently the Super Bowl will be the most watched TV program of any kind of all time. And it's only because yep. of Taylor Swift and Kelsey and the thing and the and the politics and the all that <laughs> the the most popular most watched TV show of all time. <laughs> oh, have you ever heard of the swimming pool test? Uh, the swimming pool test? No. What's that? That's when you throw them in the pool oh. and they come out. Their hair's back. Makeup is washed off. If they still look good, you got to keep her. All right. Now you're talking, Martin. That's my mind. Remember, guys, never kiss her till you see her without her clothes on. Quarter after four with a Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. Well, it's just advice, a tip, uh, advice. How's it going? It's only me. It's only the Kimmer. 420. The Kimmer Pete and Flounder. Aretha. That's right, baby. That's what I feel now. That's why the sound ain't exactly what it is. Girl can sing. Just move your hips with a feeling from side to side. Time to stay 1989. Aretha lost a court battle against Broadway producer Ashton Springer who had sued for a million dollars when Aretha failed to turn up for rehearsals for a stage show, Sing Mahalia Sing, blaming her fear of flying for Aretha not showing up. So we sued her for a million bucks. Only smoke a Our birthday list includes uh, Joanna Kearns from Growing Pains, the cougar from, it says here, the Growing Pains cougar. Joanna Kearns is 71. She was a handsome woman. I always thought she was attractive. Nice little blonde, short haircut, kind of a girl-next-door type. Uh, you know, screamers. Uh, 421, Kim Pete and Flounder. And on this day in history, uh, 1999, President pervy raper Bill Clinton got away with it. Yeah, perjury and obstruction of justice, thanks to cowardly Republicans, uh, as always. Monica Lewinsky had testified for the Paula Jones lawsuit against old President Pervy Whip It Out. Uh, the Democratic hero uh, uh, with the Hillary Rodham piece, stinky fart cabbage, and they pulled it off and threatened to kill everybody if they convicted him. So the Republicans caved and said, oh, sorry, take it back, take it back. And in 99, uh, Clinton was found totally innocent. Uh, that's 421. Uh, this uh, 4 o'clock hour brought to you by our friends at Atlanta Safe House. I love these guys, Jeff and Mark. You need a safe. You may not know it. Put your Social Security card in there and all your medical records so you won't be like Kimmer the loser. <clears throat> anyway, they have a showroom in Ackworth, and you can learn more by going to atlantasafehouse.com, which is uh, my best idea. Uh, 422. Oh, can I say, uh, yeah, Pete Davis, uh, you're doing wiggling. Well, what's a wiggle? The Daily Mail says that the shooter at the megachurch is a schizophrenic Munchausen by proxy mom, which means she hurts her children oh in order to get attention to herself. 
So this is known? The, 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 those Munchausen people, the ones who, are, you know, the nurses, like, hurt children and, and try to save them, and they, there's always something wrong so they can come on and bring them back to life and stuff. Oh, my God. So they knew this? So how is that possible? How that person? By the way, who's the seven-year-old kid? Where'd, where'd, where'd he get the kid? Whose kid is it? And is the kid dead? I mean, they said the kid was not likely to live. I don't know what from what. Did he shoot her? Uh, hit, did they shoot the boy? Did the cops shoot during the gunfire? I, don't, there's, I can't believe there's no more information. I, the cops had an, a, a news conference a couple hours ago, and I, don't, I still don't have more information on it yet. On, on who the kid is, where he get him. And if they knew about him being a Munchausen, is a Munchausen? I've, I've, I've got a M-A-U-C-H-E-N. Munchausen. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Anyway, good Lord. Good freaking Lord. <laughs> you know, I mean, just, oh, well. Uh, let's see, let's see. Oh, <laughs> how would you like to have this happen to you? Uh, Travis and Taylor. There's, there were, I'll bet you there were Oh, there must be in a hundred stories, but there are three or four major stories on almost every second of their time over the entire weekend. All eyes on Taylor Swift, who booked it down to the field to crash late. Da, da, da. In case you missed it, uh, here's Trav taking off his hat to kiss and hug Taylor while she says a bunch of encouraging words in his ear. Uh, according to Pop Base on Instagram, Trav greeted Taylor with, Come here, girl, before kissing her. I heard baby girl, so it's come here, baby girl, which is so cool that he said, Come here, baby girl, and gave her a big smack after the game. Travis, and, and I'm telling you, this is this is how they're now, they're documenting every second of them together. Um, uh, uh, Travis then appears to have taken a break from kissing and hugging Taylor to ask, was it electric? And she responded, it was unbelievable. One of the craziest things I've ever experienced. And then they ended up attending the Chiefs after party following the game where they were spotted kissing and dancing to Love Story. They were also seen pointing to each other during You Belong With Me and are multiple angles of them being all cute about it. Yes, Trey, uh, Tay was even seen leaving in Travis's black sparkly jacket before you ask, yes, it's giving... Reputation. All in all, an iconic night for these two and the rest of us. That's only one story. Another one. Uh, pictures of, well, oh, here's a, a Taylor now spotted entering the stadium before heading through the San Francisco 49ers side where her suite is located. A photo shared on social media highlights the singer carrying a football-shaped bag with a number 87 on it, which, of course, is Taylor uh, Travis Kelsey's number. And apparently Shaq bought it, gave it to her as a present, and it cost $5,000 or something. But it, I, 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 again, um, uh, another lucky number came from Swift's accessories where they're sporting a gold necklace with a number 87. Seven pendant dangling from it. Just before kickoff, Swift was spotted talking with NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell inside her star-studded suite. Now, what possible interest is of that that they saw her talking to Roger Goodell? Maybe to yeah, set the fix you, in. You know what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the fix that they were planning to score and everything. Yeah. Oh, my God. And now I can't believe exactly. this. Listen, to th this is what got me. I can't believe this. <clears throat> Body language expert Bianca Cobb spoke to reporters about Swift's reactions during the game. I'm not making this up. Reaction number one. In the first quarter moment, she noted, what a shock. Taylor's mouth dropped wide. Her eyebrows arched. She pulled her arms in front of her chest, showing she was surprised by what happened on the field. Look at Mama Kelsey and Blake Lively with similar facial expressions of surprise. Your response can be visceral when you're so engrossed at what you're seeing. Number two. Swift was clearly enjoying the game during the second quarter, despite the lack of scoring
scoring from the Chiefs at one point, lifting her buddy lively into the air during a play. Blake jumping into Taylor's arms shows pure joy and excitement. When you're happy, it's a natural reaction to pull others up with you. Again, this is a body language for going go, minute by minute through the game to describe what it means when Taylor Swift reacted to something. <laughs> Blake Lively is a very good-looking woman. Yes, she and she is. was a lot of shots of her yesterday up in the booth. She's yeah. Ryan Reynolds' wife. wife. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Ryan Ryan Reynolds <laughs> Reynolds went on Twitter today and said, "I hope everybody liked the Deadpool uh, trailer." And by the way, has anybody seen my wife? Yeah. <laughs> uh, number C. Uh, the NFL shared a post of Twitter chugging a drink with Ashley Avergon, a designer and close friend of hers, during a break and play in the second quarter. Uh, in their opinion, now this is a body language. Taylor slammed a beer to calm her nerves. Possibly, it's a high stakes game with her man vying for a third Super Bowl win. But it's uh, also a way to have fun with a friend. Near the end of the second quarter, Smith, uh, Swift rather, was joined in her suite by her friend and show-on-the-beach collaborator, Lana Del Rey. They were spotted uh, as game cameras uh, nearing halftime. Uh, they had a chance to meet with the legendary Sir Paul McCarthy. Early in the third quarter, Swift was singing along with the in-stadium music playing Viva Las Vegas. I mean, it goes on and on. I, I mean, almost every minute of her entire <laughs> was documented by a body language. Expert. Who was the black chick with the orange hair who literally was doing satanic hand gestures in the booth while wearing a cross upside down? That I don't know. I did not see that. I did not see any of that. Holy smokes. She, she was doing this satanic stuff. Really? Uh, 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 and she's wearing a cross upside down. What in, was that all about? In, in their booth? In that same booth? Sitting next to her. Oh, my yeah. Lord. Her name is Ice Spice. Ice Spice? Ice Spice, And, yeah, and, and what's her deal there, Father? She's some new, all, like, rapper. Alternative. Alternative uh, top 40 something. girl. I mean, she just shows her body off. She's not talented. Well, I wonder who's how'd she get in there? Uh, She's friends with Taylor Swift. Ah. Well, I guess then Taylor But, yeah, like Pete said, she had this big devil medallion on, and she was doing all kinds of devil signs throughout in the box throughout the game. Jeez. Yeah. That's kind of gross. They're doing it right out in the open now. I mean, it's... Good Lord. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, Half time here. Um, oh, by the way, I, I even I took a note of when I saw Taylor Swift during the game. I didn't I didn't watch any halftime show, but I did... Ca- oh, oh, did we do the prop bets? Did you keep track of prop bets? I bet we forgot. I've still got my list. I, I know you didn't keep track of the list. Let me see if I still have the list. We may, anyway, um, I did keep track of how many times I, and for how long I saw Taylor Swift during the game. For the record, now I didn't see every second, but for the record, I wrote down, oh, where the hell is it now? Uh, my first one. Damn it. Um, oh, now I've got it here Do you have somewhere. your list of prop bets I do. Oh, here we go. I saw Taylor in the second quarter, at the twelve oh one mark, in the second quarter, I saw Taylor Swift, and then I saw her. The, that was the first time was in the second quarter, and then the second time I saw Taylor Swift during the game was at uh, with thirty seconds to go in the halftime, before halftime. So the second quarter, twelve oh one, and then thirty seconds before the half. Only twice did they show Taylor Swift during the game. So how can people be all freaked out about? Oh, you could ruin the game for me. Two, twice for like four seconds. So. 
There you are. Mm. Oh, sorry. <laughs> All right. Apologist. I know. Oh, by the way, now they're freaked out about Taylor and Travis Candles. Dear Lord. Uh, we'll get to that. Also, Blasphemy. Uh, yeah, and, and uh, President White Trash. Also, President Braindead also is complaining and trying to get in on the meme business with uh, what's going on politically. 4.30, it's a Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. Happy Monday. Uh, we got so much more, well, including Flounder's Funnies, coming up here very shortly, I promise. Four thirty-five at the Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder at one hundred six three. Look out! This is the second time today we're going to be talking about whiskey a go go. It was on this day, nineteen seventy-seven. Blondie, Tom Petty, and the Ramones and the Heartbreakers uh, were all appearing at a whiskey a go go in L.A. In 1977, on this day, the whiskey played an important role in many musical careers. During the 60s, the Birds, Buffalo Springfield, Love were regulars, Doors were the house band. Had whiskey a go-go for quite a while. I didn't know that. Uh, let's see. Our birthday list includes uh, actor Josh Brolin. Sorry, I'm sorry? Uh, what's the matter? Nothing. Oh, I heard something. Was that, was that one of those didn't know the mic was on things? Yeah. Sorry, I thought you were trying to get my attention. Because <laughs> we're going to do a Flounder's Funny here in a second. First, uh, Josh Brolin, 56 years, uh, 56 years old today. He was Thanos in the Avengers Infinity War and Cable in Deadpool 2. But he's been, didn't he play uh, George Bush in the movie about the president or something? Was that somebody else? Josh Brolin. I can't remember. Anyway, is he... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and on this day in history, uh, 2004, Mattel Toy Corporation announced that Ken and Barbie were breaking up. Obviously, he caught her, but anyway, the fir they first met during a TV commercial in 1961, which he's now trying to forget because of the years of the... Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, 437 here with the camera, uh, Pete and Flounder. 404 uh, uh, 741-1230, 741-1230, if you'd like. Uh, let's see. Um, we got Pete Sweets coming up. We'll do Flounder's Funny. Uh, let's do some more, a little Super Bowl commercial thing here, Flounder. Let's do the one with uh, Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger, State Farm, uh, uh, had these two together after their 1988 blockbuster movie Twins and the 94 comedy Junior. And it's a running gag as Arnold Schwarzenegger can't speak the King's English yet. Do we have a little... Uh... Thank you, Agent State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. He cut. Hey, Arnold, I'm hearing neighbor. It's neighbor. That's what I said. Neighbor. 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 <laughs> Let's go again. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Cut. Now what? Neighbor. Yeah, neighbor. Just like it's written on the paper. Neighbor. Still no. Neighbor. 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 Hot. Arnold, got a bit of a script change. You'll love this. Thank you, Agent State Farm. Like a good, good neighbor, State Farm is there. You are a backstabber. I am a backstabber.
Uh, uh, there's only one Christopher Walken, and the other one is the one in the driving machine, and this one, there's only one, I don't know who it was here, Arnie, and whatever he goes. DeVito showing him how to cut up and uh, save the day, uh, gearing himself for a pep talk. Hopkins dons a uh, Rex the Dragon costume and the football club's mascot deal. Now hear me roar, popped out of a giant red dragon head running along the field anyway. <laughs> kind of bizarre. They had to ju- they had some uh, goofy... What are you talking about? I don't what is know. that? I, I don't know. That was, uh, that was Danny DeVito. And Schwarzenegger, is, uh, DeVito tried to show him to how that to... Wasn't... Yeah, that was a state... The State Farm neighbor one. That 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 wasn't that was any commercial I saw. They had a second one where where Schwarzenegger goes, "Get me out of the chopper." Yeah, yeah, that's there. I guess that. Let's see. Uh, popping out of a giant red dragon head, running along the field as a crowd erupts and cheers. Uh, ironically, it was a cold brew that burst. Ah, I don't know. They got that mixed up here. Anyway, whatever. Uh, they had, um, uh, geez, there were so many. I, they took notes of almost all of these. Oh, oh, in fact, I th- I don't know. I didn't see this one, but it, it got a little political. And it's over a um, the cleansing bar known as Dove, which is actually, you know, soap. Uh, now, hold on. i got to get my phone thing here because I have a reaction from, uh, oh, here we go. Yeah, here we go. Uh, the uh, Dove Super Bowl ad went like this. It had um, the targeting the surge in young women watching the Super Bowl linked to Taylor Swift. And again, I haven't seen the official figures, but I heard this morning that this uh, the Super Bowl will apparently be the most watched TV program of any kind of all time. And you know it has to be because of the swarm in uh, popularity of the Taylor Swift situation with her boyfriend. Okay, they knew the uh, audience would be expanding, especially the young people, so the ad for Dove, D-O-V-E, the soap, begins with a song, It's the Hard Knock Life, by clips of girls having mishaps playing sports. Then a young girl is seen examining herself in the mirror to push home the message, poor body image leads to girls quitting sports, not the slip-ups. Okay, they're pushing image that is poor body image is why you quit sports, not because you make mistakes. Dove's long-running body positivity campaign launched in 2004, it says here, aiming to build confidence among women and young children. Well, now, wait a minute. Vivek Ramaswamy, presidential, former presidential candidate, now supporting Donald Trump, says, now, wait a minute. Dove's feigned concern that 45% of girls quit sports by age 14 in its sanctimonious ad last night, yet Dove also goes out of its way to publicly celebrate men competing in women's sports. Classic Unilever trick, like when they waxed eloquent about systemic racism while quietly allowing the deaths and rapes of their Kenyan tea plantation workers and then use their company's relationship with the United Nations in their cover-up act. I, Vivek saying, I exposed that in Woke Inc. and last night's fake ad is just another example of how these faux capitalists play their games. Another one. Uh, here's to more trans representation in sports. Uh, Paul, shame on Dove for their continued attempts to cancel women. We see through their marketing gimmicks and attempts to stay on both sides of the issue. Dove, another woke company, going to see their value plummet because they refuse to acknowledge men cannot be women. 
Uh, the divine feminine is the lifeline of humanity, telling women they don't actually exist. Men can compete against them, and a set of clothing is what defines them. We were created by God specifically to counteract all of the wonders men were also created for. We are the yin to their yang. Denying young girls this knowledge to empower their divine right is criminal. Protect our girls. Wow. I mean, and again, you know, I mean, if you're asking for it, you want to make a big deal saying, well, we need to do better for our girls, then stop saying boys can be girls and the girls don't have the right to complain when they walk in there with their tallywhackers hanging out in the freaking locker room. <laughs> you know, you can't have it both ways there, dovey dove dove. And by the way, I don't like your soap. <clears throat> oh, sorry. Uh, 442. I'd rather use lie. Use old-fashioned lie. I take some of the beef fat that I saved whenever I have something to eat with a meat steak, and I save the beef fat, and I put it off to the side in a bucket, and then later on I bring it in and I scrub with it. I'd rather use your stupid dove. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> 443 with a camera repeat and flounder. Uh, 404-741-1230. A lot of these ads to talk about today. Also, uh, how President Stupid Face uh, is trying to get in on it. Oh, oh God. What did I... Oh, Flounder's funny. Uh, What do you got there, Flounder? I don't know whether I'm a good driver or a bad driver, but I do know that one steering wheel means one driver. Okay? Shush, shush. (laughs) Not to hear my wife tell it. You know, Phil, even a fighter pilot has a wingman. Well, yeah, but I don't think he warns the pilot by screaming out. <laughs> well, I get nervous. I don't know what to say. Well, how about car? I played this Friday, didn't I? Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, let me get the other one here. Not, not, all right, that's no problem. 444 with a Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. We'll have, we'll My parents have a dark sense of humor. <laughs> Yesterday, they told me that I really wasn't adopted. (laughs) This after 20 years of searching for my real parents. (laughs) They're actually in San Francisco right now on vacation. They sent me a postcard of Alcatraz. On the back, it said, wish you were there. One day, a woman came up to my desk and said, hey, can I use the phone, please? And I'm like, yeah, sure, go ahead. She goes, um, do I have to dial nine? I said, um, you know, I, I don't know who you're calling. <laughs> you calling the cops? <laughs> Start with nine. I used, to, uh, I used to work in a lighthouse. I got fired for making shadow puppets. <laughs> Ships kept crashing into the rocks, trying to avoid the big giant bunnies. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to remember what I used to be able to make in a shadow puppet. I think I used to make a, a lot. I think I could make a rabbit. Like, yeah, I, th- I think I could make a rabbit. <laughs> With the two fingers up over your fist and then like your, oh my God. Anyway, 445. Come, we'll talk, uh, talk about some prop bets we made on last Friday, see whether anything came true, if we can uh, figure it out. Coming up next, Kimber Pete and Flounders, quarter of five already on uh, 106.3. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, we got a little thing we're going to play for you here, maybe a little later if we get it. First little uh, Al Green with a Kimmer Pete and Falounder on Monday. 
I think it was Al Green that I saw during the Olympics who was down at the, uh, what was the name of that club they had? They had the open up down by the... House of Blues. House of Blues. Which is now the Tabernacle. Which is now the ta- yeah House of Blues. And, and Al Green was there, and he threw out roses to the crowd, and I got one. I grabbed it from somebody else, and well, never mind what I did with it. Remember that part of it, 450. Uh, Al Green uh, went to number one on the uh, singles chart with Let's Stay Together. Uh, the only U.S. chart topper, ranked 60th greatest song of all time by Rolling Stone magazine on their list of 500 greatest songs. Mm. Tina Turner had a hit with a song in 1984. Let's stay together, Al Green. And again, we never did uh, finish up our top 10 uh, worst songs of the 70s. We'll probably get I that. I got number one still sitting right We're here. Sitting right here. Anytime six we want, months ago. We want to do it. Uh, our birthday list includes uh, Michael McDonald, 72 years old. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be there. Your kids probably had no idea who he was till the 40-year-old virgin came out and Paul Rudd spoke this classic line, if I have to hear Yamo be there one more time, I'm going to Yamo burn this place to the ground. I remember that in the TV uh, in the sales <laughs> shop. I remember who had that big tall blonde from Glee and she was in uh, Best in Show that, that the uh, the lesbian who's a really, really funny actress and uh, she's in all those ones with the, the crew in there. What's her name? I can't Jane remember. Lynch. Jane Lynch. Yeah, Jane Lynch. And she was in, in the 40-year-old version, and she says, you know, uh, I've had this body since I was 12. I could, I'll, I'll, I'll she said, I'll, I'll, she's something I'll, um, I'll, it, it, I'll burst into your dreams or something. And he, he said, well, I'm going to keep that in mind. Because <laughs> she, she found out he was a virgin, so she wanted to be the, oh, God. Anyway, uh, 452 with the camera Pete and Flounder. Uh, let's do some, you want to do prop bets? Do we, you have your list of prop bets? On Friday, we made a couple of bets. I, I kept my list, but I can't remember, and I can't read my writing. One of them, uh, coin flip tails. I said no. Would the coin flip be tails? And I said no. And the coin flip, I think, you remember what the coin flip was? First coin flip? I think it was tails. Well, then I got that wrong. Uh, would somebody wear white boots? Oh, oh, Reba McIntyre, under 90 seconds. Do we keep track of that? Uh, we, his, he's gone again. He's like a 20-second delay here all of a sudden up in the mountains. I don't know what the hell's going on. Uh, that was a, 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 whether she sang under 90 seconds. Let me see. I got it right here. So she sang... Looks like it was just over two minutes. Ah, so I got. I said, I uh, was it under ninety seconds, and I said no. So I was like, got that one right. Uh, would she wear white boots? I don't have any idea. Did she wear white boots? No, no, she didn't. Uh, and I said yes. Well, nope. then I got that one wrong. Uh, and then, now I, I, I have something here that says Team Rough wins. Team Rough wins. R U F F. Puppy Bowl. Oh, the Puppy Bowl. Uh, who won the Puppy Bowl? Do we know? We don't know. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, was, if there was a Gatorade, bad, uh, Gatorade, uh, Gatorade <laughs> bath, would it be orange Gatorade? And I said yes. We don't, we don't know. I think it was purple. I don't know. That was the other guess. It would be orange or purple, and I think it might have been there. Uh, about Usher's song. By the way, what did you think? Of, did you watch the halftime? I didn't watch any of the halftime at all. Was I, was that a good thing or a stupid thing? It was, uh, it was, it was hip-hop. It was Usher, uh, Ludacris. It was, it was kind of very uh, Atlanta-oriented, I guess you could say, because Usher's from Atlanta, Why Ludacris is from that? Atlanta, Little John's but, but from Atlanta. anybody else watching it, 
would have no clue he was from Atlanta. I heard him mention Atlanta once. I had no clue for watching that he was from Atlanta. I'll bet most people know that. I, well, I don't know. Uh, but I, I did see some highlights on the news and stuff, and they had skaters and and uniforms and costume. And I, you know, in fact, I read one, one uh, commentary article that said, ironically, that baby boomers, or, or maybe not baby boomers, one right after us, sort of, you know, grown adults, had kind of the same reaction as the 20-somethings for different reasons about whether that it was a great show. I have no, do people call it a great show? I I've, 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 yeah, I, I guess it got it, it was trending in the right direction again. It wasn't. I still think Prince was the best halftime show ever, but this one was. I guess you could call it entertaining. I don't think I've ever actually watched a halftime show. I don't. I just don't have any interest in. I don't know. I mean, I looked. I don't know how they get it done. I mean, it's an enormous accomplishment for all the stuff and the people and the. Oh my God. I mean, so you got to give him credit for. I mean, it's remarkable. Yeah. Uh, the other uh, prop bet was uh, the time that Tay Tay would be over or under on the screen twenty eight and a half seconds, and I'll bet during the game it was less than that. I only saw her twice, yeah. and I think right. they deliberately didn't want to have a thing going, and so they, you know, which made sense. And 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 again, people are complain. How could you complain about? Well, anyway, I've mentioned it before. It's a love story, and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But it's a love story. Leave him alone. My God, how, how could anybody be all upset? Over the, the, uh, this whole thing. I mean, I just, I don't understand it. <laughs> you know, oh my God. Well, life's too short and the world's too hard. Um, and the other thing was whether they would kiss on the field. And I think they did kiss on the field, uh, clearly. So, oh, yeah. And I say, yeah. So, anyway, so there's just for the things that are going on uh, here uh, on the scoop. Uh, a couple of other, another uh, funny commercial I thought was pretty interesting was, uh, now I can't find it. Uh, da, da, da. Oh, Uber Eats. Uh, Jennifer Aniston, David Schwimmer, and uh, David and Victoria Beckham playing themselves for Uber Eats, uh, probably the most celebrity-packed Super Bowl ad. It plays out the premise that to remember what Uber Eats delivers, you have to forget something to make a little room in your brain. And so then it went on from one thing. Each person forgot something, and they forgot something down the line. So uh, Jennifer Aniston forgets who David Schwimmer is. Victoria Beckham forgets the name of the Spice Girls. And it kept going. It was a pretty cute commercial. I mean, it was, it was cute. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I mentioned here the spitting Reese's Cup I thought was cool. Uh, the oh, oh, by the way, Flounder sent me an ad. Of course, I, as you know, I'm a crybaby when it comes to certain commercials. Flounder sent me an ad right before the game started. Although I didn't see this ad in was this ad in the game? With the, I'm not with sure. I saw, it, was I trending on, it. it was trending on Twitter. Excuse me. It was trending yeah, on Twitter right before the show. Okay. And the ad was of a guy, uh, like a next-door neighbor, and he's working on something in the yard or whatever. And the mother and kids come out of their garage and see that somebody had sprayed no Jews or a swastika or stuff like that yeah, on, her, on her garage door. And now I'm a little confused. When she grabbed her daughter and said, quick, honey, let's go, let's go. Did she think that the neighbor did it? No, she didn't want her daughter no, to see. Didn't want her daughter to see. Okay, to that, see the sign on the garage. I wasn't quite clear whether because that would have made a whole different thing. It would have been even more important at the end. Anyway, whether or not it had okay. So the the woman comes out. Somebody had spray painted Nazi, no Jews, and things like that. And so the mother quickly gets a girl away, and they take off. Uh, the next scene you see, the mother comes back to the house. And the garage door is clearly a freshly painted white, all white, all clean and white. And there's a shot of the shoes of the next-door neighbor, and they are splattered with white paint. And so the mother looks at him and mouths, thank you. And I'm getting choked up just thinking about it. It was a very touching commercial. 
I'm sorry. I'm a very touching commercial. Uh, uh, and it, say, it said stop the hate. It was for stop the hate or whatever. Oh, they did another one about Jesus washing feet and stuff. I didn't. I really didn't like that one. I, I uh, <laughs> anyway, whatever. Yeah, having a, a, a yeah a well, Catholic it, it, priest washing what was a transgender or, or gay guy I or something. It was yeah, like okay, come on. It's just pushing a little pushing. You know, I don't like pushing. Now the other one that did. I, I, I don't mind telling you this. And uh, Pete laughed at me already. The little ice skater. The uh, commercial for Kia. <laughs> <laughs> they show they show a, perf- a little girl's performing a major performance of some kind, and she's about 10, and she's magnificent skater. And she's twirling in the spotlight. And, it's, and First of all, they show the audience, they show her father and an empty chair. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, the little girl's mother's not going to be there because she's out cheating with her boyfriend. And the daddy's all there by himself uh, with a little girl. Well, then they show the little girl's performance, and she's sad because there's an empty chair. Uh, and then it turns out they uh, they get in the car to the Kia and drive through the mountains where it's all snowy and no one else can get through. And they get to her grandfather's house, and grandfather's housebound. He can't get out. He couldn't do anything. So they have her perform in a new skating rink with lights all over his front yard suddenly. And she's skating to the thing and the grandpa's looking and I started weeping. I started weeping. Yeah. Yeah, when did they put all those lights so we on? Could all, I know it doesn't make sense. Yeah. They couldn't have done it. <laughs> we can all relate. Everybody's yeah. got an ice pond in their front well, yard in their mansion well, in the mountains. Remind me to tell you at 504 about the ice pond oh, and a little cat with a give her feet and flower. I will. <laughs> The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps Five dollar minimum balance required. Let's get it together, ladies. Left shoulder, right of blank. Ready on your dog target. Road guards out. <laughs> Look out. It's only me. It's only the giver. Don't be scared. 503 with Pete Davison, Falander at the controls. 1063. Happy Monday. Uh, I hope the worst of the storm is over. I don't know. It's still, I can't really tell much going on here, but uh, we've had uh, we've had a lot of rain and uh, watch for flooding and things like that. Just kind of be careful. You're driving along. Again, if you see, uh, by the way, running water going across a road or something and you, and you think it may not be any big deal, I can promise you this if there is uh, as as little as you know three or four inches of water it can affect your car <laughs> i mean you really have to be when i was in high school i was taking a friend home and it was after a big flood and it was a big hilly neighborhood yeah 
and we were going past the stop sign, and we saw a guy in a Jaguar stuck in the middle. His engine was flooded. Yeah. Car was ruined. Doesn't take much. Doesn't take much. Uh, let's see. Uh, we may four. have called him a name or two as well. well we as, as you should. Him. As you should. Especially in a Jaguar. <laughs> <laughs> Which by, mm, one, of my favorite, one of my favorite cars I ever <laughs> owned. When I, when I got my first uh, second job, I was uh, uh, married to my uh, favorite ex-wife, my starter wife, my, uh, one who did love me. Uh, and uh, I got a second job. I was working seven days a week, and she let me buy a Jaguar, a used Jaguar, uh, an old Jaguar convertible, which was I'd always wanted as a kid. So I bought a 1966 XKE convertible. Uh, back with the covered headlights on the front, the long, you know, oh, God, was that a beautiful car. Black, 66 XKE. And it was a piece of junk. Uh, back then, were, I mean, they were just crappy cars. It had three carburetors, but it had, uh, the carburetors were screwed on with a little a different thing on the top. Every time you goosed it, if I, if I goosed it at all, all three carburetors would pop the top off, and I'd have to pull over and screw them back on again. I mean, it was, but man, I loved that car. I mean, it was like, oh, it wasn't a daily driver, and there's no air conditioning or anything. And this was in New Orleans. For, I mean, it was horrible. But anyway, now I want to talk about oh, XK with a flounder. Um, uh, by the way, speaking of the commercials, and I'm going to tell you about what, what did I tell you to remind me of uh, right before the news? I was going to say at 503. Oh, my God. Um, oh, crap. What was it? Oh, don't remember. Gosh, not, darn, I don't just, remember. Oh, crap. No, you remember. You won't kind of tell me. Uh, oh, crap. It was something I, I can relate to it because I had a story. What was I just talking about? Oh, my oh. God, right before the news. Um, Mr. President, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I can't believe I did this. I just got to start writing stuff down. <laughs> oh, I said because it happened to me. What the hell was it? Do you it? want me to remind you? Yes. What? The ice pond. Oh, 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 that's what it was. That's what it was. Okay, I'll, I'll remember that now. I'll get to that now. Uh, a couple of things. We were talking about uh, some of the Super Bowl commercials. We'll get to that. So, uh, in case you, if you just joined us, and I don't know what the news said. I was busy. I didn't listen to the first part of the news. That tranny in Houston, Texas, who opened fire at Joel Osteen's Lakewood Church. On, uh, Joel was not there. Uh, is a guy, identifies as a girl. He's a tranny with a long record. He's been uh, in trouble with the cops before. Brought an AR-15 and a seven-year-old boy into the church and started shooting. Luckily, there were guns in the church. Two security guards, off-duty cops with guns, killed the scumbag. Now, again, this is why it would be okay, as far as I'm concerned, always to have a gun in church. And I can tell you this, for as long as I can remember, if I've been in church, I've got a gun on me. Whether they knew it or not, and everybody else knew it or not, I had a gun on me. Uh, and, uh, you know, because, you know, because... And thank God, the, even the chief of police said, thank God those two guys with guns stopped the uh, tranny from, could, could have murdered everybody. And I don't know about the seven-year-old boy, who he was, where he came from. He was, uh, they say here he was in critical condition. The child reportedly is not expected to survive. I haven't heard anything since then. Again, I, I wish I knew more, and I don't. Uh, but I'll, as soon as we find out something, we'll tell you. So we got that going for us. Um, also, there's actually a, a protest over the Super Bowl and all the shenanigans going on with it for a small business in Wisconsin called the Whitefish Bay Business. And they have, they're celebrating the Swifty Super Bowl business with selling products to commemorate the Super Bowl, including a, uh, a Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift-themed prayer candles. 
Uh, <laughs> prayer candles in honor of uh, Travis and Taylor Swift. And the reaction was, I just learned of your disgusting celebrity prayer candles depicting immoral uh, immoral celebrities instead of our Lord Jesus and his holy mother. How can low can you go? Please stop selling these blasphemous candles with celebrities. I take offense by mocking my faith. Uh, on and on and on. And the guy says, hey, you know what? Uh, if you're part of this group and you see this, please know you aren't changing anything by this harassment. I will still sell these candles, and I don't care if you think it's sacrilegious. <laughs> he also was selling uh, candles, and including Ryan Gosling, uh, Alex Trebek, Keanu Reeves. <laughs> I mean, come on, give me a break. Uh, so he says, uh, I'm not paying attention to that stuff. Oh, one thing. Now, Pete, I can't find the commercial. I have a list of stuff on these commercials. And I'm trying to find the one that featured uh, Scarlett Johansson made kind of a, of a, a, a appearance quickly at the end of it. Yeah. And now I can't find yeah. it. I almost yeah. didn't M&Ms. recognize her. She, her. She's changed. Did she get face work done? She did something to her face. Mm, I don't uh, think so. M&M, yeah, Dan Marino, Terrell older. Owens, and Bruce about, Smith. Yeah. Uh, Scarlett Johansson even makes a guest yeah. appearance. M&M's. Yeah, and uh, for M&M's, star-studded chocolatey company. And I didn't. I almost didn't recognize her. Uh, whatever. I, I just hope she's not doing something stupid. She's only, what, 30? Oh, my God. Uh, let's see. Anyway, we got a whole bunch of uh, uh, commercial there. All right, 509 uh, with the camera, Pete and Flounder. Holy crap, it's sports coming up. Oh, uh, President uh, White Trash tried to get in on all the fun. Uh, today, at a meet, he was t- talking to some people about electric cars, some kind of county commissioner's uh, municipality organization for electric vehicles or something. And he tried, He said, well, I know. He said, I know a lot of you uh, say I look old, but uh, but I can remember that. I can sure remember my <laughs> trying to now, they're trying to make a joke about his memory lapses and so forth. And again, for the record, these are not gaffes. These are mental lapses. It's not funny that he says, oh, he's the gaff machine. No, no, that's not, uh, it's not a gaff. He's lost it. He's having mental gaffes. Uh, and he po- uh, by the way, after the game, uh, Biden uh, posted, just like we drew it up. On X and Instagram, along with an image of the dark Brandon meme with the president having red lasers for eyes. It's like the Farrell conspiracy that was uh, crafted leading up to the Super Bowl. And again, this is a takeoff on Let's Go, Brandon. And now they have the dark Brandon making fun of of, of conservatives saying that it was all a fix and stuff like that. I mean, it's, all, it's just getting kind of silly, really. But let me ask you this. I couldn't believe this also. President showers with daughter also, he did two things. He posted a comment on the, he wouldn't go be interviewed in the Super Bowl during the, like all the presidents have done. He wouldn't be interviewed, but he posted a complaint message complaining about companies that are now uh, a shrink, uh, shrinkflation where they put fewer things in their products and charge the same price so they save money that way. Well, uh, he, he, he complained about that. He's complaining about America's businessmen and grocers and companies, stuff like that, you know, turning them against him, which is fine by me. And the other thing was he actually went on TikTok. And somebody was firing questions at him on TikTok, which I couldn't believe. One, because they banned TikTok from the federal government. And secondly, he was they were going quite, you know, halftime or game. And I thought, oh, my God, he's going to screw it up, which I took a real chance on that. But again, TikTok, I couldn't believe it. His his campaign released a video of him saying, hey, we're on TikTok now. TikTok that he has banned the government to use. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Holy smokes. Oh, man. I mean, uh, 
Uh, oh, by the way, I, I, we're going to go to Pete Sports. Can I ask you a question? I don't understand. I'm going to get to my uh, get to my phone here. All of a sudden, over the weekend, when I I'm going to get to my Facebook page. Okay, I'm getting my Facebook. I'm opening up the Kimmer's Facebook page. Okay, now if you can see me on YouTube, I'm going to just swipe up. Okay, I'm just going to swipe up. I'm going to with my finger swiping up. And now listen to this. Hear that? Do you hear that? Here, I'll do it again. I'm I'm swiping. I'm I'm swiping like ten at a time. What the hell is that? Tick All of a sudden, once in a while, in when it goes by something on my Facebook page, it does a little dick dick. What the hell is that? Where did that come from? It's, it's called been, a sound effect. It's a tweet. But what? That's yeah, not a tweet. tweet. I'm, I'm scrolling through my Facebook things. So, and I didn't add, I didn't Facebook put a, th- huh? Sound. My Facebook page. And I'm it's just, I'm just scrolling forever. up, huh? Where did that noise come from? It's, it's no, it's never. I've never heard that noise in my life, and it hurts my my ear rockets. It's very annoying. I've never heard that little squeak think that before. I'm just scrolling up. There, where did that come from? And it stopped on Pet Suites of Atlanta, Johns Creek, of of an ad. Uh, oh, I'll just scroll up again here. Oh, and that was for uh, for. Uh, carbon-free energy constellations. <laughs> I, I, I got to get rid of this noise. It's driving me nuts. It hurts my ears. Well, just don't go into Facebook. Oh, yeah. There's an idea. Give up Facebook. Now, yeah, yeah. Give up social that? media. God, Most people what? like us what? are addicted yeah. to it. And so I should, get off Oh, it. my God. I should get off that. I should get off the radio. Uh, I quit. Good night, everybody. And that'll solve everything. Oh, no. The way I can. That'd be silly. Uh, 513. Camera, uh, holy crap. It's sports is next. But we'll go. out. Update, Fanny the Floozy is going to have to explain herself. She did not get away with it after a court hearing today. Hey, it's the camera, Pete and Flounder. I got some birthdays in sports. I got a little history thing. And now, after the big game, holy crap, it's sports with Pete Davis. First and goal. Mahomes swings it. It's there! Hardman! Jackpot! Kansas City! And this was the Andy Reid special. This was the <laughs> Yay! Tony Romo and Jim Nance there. Jim Nance is past his prime. Romo is past his expiration date. Time to break up the team. Let's yeah, go. Let's right. go. At first, you know, at first I thought That's they were. I thought Tony Romo when I first heard him when he first started. Man, he was calling play. That quarterback's going to roll out to the right and throw it to the split and end over the center. I mean, he knew every. It was unbelievable. And then I don't know what happened. Change. Yeah. And he sucks now. Yeah. <laughs> that's well, what happened there. He's getting ripped, that's for sure. The big yeah, big football news today that everybody's talking about, of course, is the Steelers getting rid of Mitchell Trubisky. I, I'm sure that just uh, oh, everybody's wow. on yeah, the, right. <laughs> everybody's <laughs> lips at this moment. Travis Kelsey had a point about Andy Reid running the damn ball too much and not throwing to him, but not only verbally abusing, but physically contacting a 65-year-old head coach, nearly knocking them over. Pure thuggishness. Many fans on social media wanted him benched, but that was not going to happen in the Super Bowl. 
but we may have seen the crescendo of Kelsey mania yesterday because the Swifties, a lot of them liberal women, shocked by watching him lose his temper like that and getting violent, saying it's a red flag for Taylor should he ever get angry with her. He lost a lot of women fans yesterday, in my opinion. And one tweeter blamed the outburst on roid rage, another on Pfizer rage from taking that useless COVID clot shot that he's such a whore for. Uh, The wave is crested, in my opinion. It's only left to see if it gently eases into the shore or crashes against the rocks. Either way, get the popcorn because they're both going to be back next year. Yes, they will. (laughs) Well, assumedly, presumably, he's going to ask her to marry him this summer on your anniversary of their first date. No, I meant Andy Reid. Oh, oh, yeah. I meant Andy Reid and Travis. Oh, yeah, he's he's definitely coming back. Absolutely, yeah. It's smart on him to come back because if they break up over the summer and he doesn't have anything to do come fall, he's going to be really miserable. So it's really smart of him to say he's coming back for one more year, even though I think the dynasty's kind of fading a little bit here on that. I don't think they'll win it again next year. That's just my opinion. Hmm. Uh, The Niners got bit by the injury bug. Uh, Greenlaw going down with that Achilles tear. It was so sad to watch that go because he was so hyped up for that first part of the the game, jumping up and down on every play and just going nuts. And he blows his Achilles coming onto the field. I, I couldn't believe it. I, I made a note of myself. I said, oh, my God, the guy was coming onto the field to play. And he heard, he pulled. Oh, holy smokes. You never know. Yeah. You never. Dominique Wilkins was actually doing something on the court when his happened. But yeah. uh, for this, he was just coming oh, onto the field. Brutal. And it blew. Uh, Debo Samuels tweaked his hamstring, which is very painful. But he was out there playing after that. So you got to yeah. hand it to him as well. Uh, I don't hate the 49ers. I'm not a big Kyle Shanahan fan. And let's face it, he's blown two Super Bowl leads now of double digits. Yeah, but boy, I'll tell you, that trick play uh, for that first touchdown, uh, holy cow. I can't believe they pulled that off. Yeah, and it, it was, was pretty, pretty good. creative, that's for sure. You know, I said two. He's actually blown three. One is the offensive coordinator for the Falcons. So he's actually blown oh, three right. yeah. uh, double-digit leads in the Super Bowl. And that's not that's not good there. Uh, Casey didn't help their own cause as Mahomes looked slow and off at first. I don't know. He doesn't have that quick burst that he used yeah. to. He used to go up the middle. He'd miss somebody, miss, or he'd high step. And now they were catching him, except for maybe that one 30-yard run. He'd go, he'd go take it off, and they called him pretty yeah. quick because the 49ers are really good, the D-line. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think both of those teams will be back next year. In fact, we'll talk about that in just a second. Uh, Kelsey, let's talk about this. When he threw with about was uh, about 10 seconds left in regulation, and he threw to Kelsey, and Rice was wide open in the middle. That that whole thing about yeah. you got to throw it to Travis, you got to throw it to Travis, damn near cost him a Super Bowl right there. Yeah. Yeah, it was like three yards short or something. It was wasn't going to happen. Yeah. yeah, and he was covered as well by the uh, the 49ers are going to be good again, but they can't expect Christian McCaffrey to uh, play a whole season without a lot of injuries because that's usually his mo. And this year he's almost uh, injury free. He did have a little time off, but uh, he's not going to lead the leading rushing again, or he'll be hurt. That's just the way he is. I mean, mm-hmm. he's a physical yeah. runner. Yeah. He did everything. And it's it's sad to see the guys. On the bench, you lose, and yeah. the uh, stuff, the confetti yeah. come down on top of them, and they just sit there covered yeah, by sad. it. Yeah. Uh, the sports books took a bath with KC winning an OT, and they have the same two teams meeting up in the Super Bowl next year already. That's the uh, opening odds. Really? Same two. <laughs> I'll be darned. Well. Yeah. And with the end of the Super Bowl comes the beginning of baseball season. The Braves hold their first full squad workout in just eight days next Tuesday. Holy ne- God. See the you first next full Tuesday. squad workout? Yes, sir. Next Tuesday. Holy smokes. Yeah. 
Maybe we could work out some deal to be down in North Point. We at some probably point could do, do something in that area. I would think so. Maybe. We could drive down Flat there. How far? That's not a what ten hour drive or something. We could, could drive just drive the hell it's right Tampa. down. It's Tampa. Yeah. Well, it's eight hours. Eight I hours. Think, to Tampa, yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. It's not that far. Yeah. I'm thinking about going to where I, uh, Palm Beach Gardens is a lot farther. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. A lot farther. Let's do it. Uh, the fans at the Phoenix Open got so unruly over the weekend that alcohol sales had to be cut off. Several golfers had verbal altercations with them. Yeah. Zach Johnson, Jordan Spieth, and Billy Horschel were some of the golfers who yelled and cussed at the fans during the backswings. Uh, this is the only tournament that allows the crowd to get so loud. Fun to watch. Uh, sitting at the bar Saturday night. Everybody was enjoying watching yeah. it. They loved that thing. One guy next to me from Louisiana said, this is my bucket list to go to the Phoenix Open and yell at these guys. So if the golfers don't like the noise, take the week off. It's just one week a year. The fans love it. And I'm sorry, but this, the golf ball sits there yeah. until you're ready to hit it. Right. And by so the way, they, like they're screaming at you. They asked for this. The golfers love, used to love this. And then all of a sudden now they're getting all Mr. Bippity Boppity. Oh, we're talking about bags. Well, that's the point. It's the 16th hole. There's only one hole in all of golfdom where this is a thing. So suck it up, and, you know, they're going to talk to you and scream during your backswing. So, what, you can't Thank handle you. that? Give me a break. God, you know, they ought, they ought, there ought to be full contact golf as far as I that I, that I would love to see, where you get to have one shot for the guy's ribs from behind. You know, he's going to be really quick on the backswing because he's coming at you. You know what I mean? How fun would that be? <laughs> so you got Noonan there on miss it. Noonan. Noonan. Miss it. Miss it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the Hawks host the Bulls tonight in State Farm Arena. UCLA has hired former Bruins player Deshaun Foster as their new head coach. That's the only guy they could get to replace Chip Kelly, who quit to take an offensive coordinator job at Ohio State. And the only wow, this is yeah. like seriously, there was a <laughs> this was a joke over the weekend that everybody was laughing about, and Lane Kiffin laughed about it. That some Alabama fan posted that Lane Kiffin is asked if he could be the OC at Alabama again. That's what had just happened here. They, one guy left a head coaching position at UCLA yeah. to go to Ohio State to take a lesser job. Yeah. That's just unheard of. Yeah. That's sad. I know. Speaking of sad, an Indonesian soccer player killed when he was struck by lightning while playing a game. The oh. video is shocking. I, oh, I'll bet they have, Oh, yes. It is. It's a rough video to look because all of a sudden oh, half the players burns. run. It, and half of them run away and half of them run toward them. It's interesting how it really points out who people are, how, how some people run from the danger and some people run to the danger. And they ran right. That poor bastard standing off by himself. Whack. It comes down from the sky like a Zeus thunderbolt and zaps him right there. Oh, man. Does he just collapse? And can you, is he on fire or something yeah. burning? Oh, my God. He went right down to the ground. He wasn't close enough to see if he was smoking or anything, but it was wow. not pretty. Total. On this date, February 12th in 1878, Clarence Pants Rowland was born, managed the White Sox around 1915. Clarence got the nickname Pants. How do you think he got his name Pants? By not wearing any when he got, got to the ballpark one day, I'm guessing. Close. <laughs> Close. He, he, was, he would wear his father's overalls when he played for the Dubuque Ninth Street Blues. <laughs> Farmer's overalls? <laughs> well, like they're loose. I mean, I guess you can move around in them, you know. If you... <laughs> I love overalls. I love, I'm yeah, going to go great. get me some tomorrow. Uh, I'm one of our down great, there. greatest. Well, I, we used to dress our two little daughters in the, uh, the little cute little girl overalls that are just as sweet little pigtail stuff just their little girls and overalls are as sweet as they could be I, 
I'm telling you, women in overalls is cute, too, because once you unsnap those two hooks, man. That's right, baby. Nothing Off underneath. it goes. Oh, I know this. But I don't really know it. I've On this, heard it. Yeah. <laughs> just the people have told you about yeah, it. Yeah, I've, I've 1942, <laughs> former Texarkana outfielder Gordon Houston, the first professional ball player killed in World War II, a 25-year-old minor league batting champion. He was a fighter pilot after the Pearl Harbor attack. He died when his Republic P-43 Lancer crashed at uh, Washington's McCord Field. He led a sortie along the West Coast. They were looking for Japanese submarines, yeah. and he crashed when he, when he came back. So he was the first one killed. There was a few killed, I think, during World War II mm-hmm. on that. So it's pretty, pretty sad there. And as for those streakers... Yeah, at, a at couple of streakers. Bowl. Yeah, I didn't see it. I didn't even see any video of it. What, did, you, did you see it? Is, is it actually, yeah. yeah. What's the deal? No good. One looked like he was you know, a little light in the loafers, uh-huh. uh, what he was dressed like before he ran. I think he had overalls on, to tell you the truth, before he jumped huh. out there. And one guy, I forget the guy's name, some reporter, some big-name reporter for CBS or somebody, actually goes, I don't know how a streaker could get through Super Bowl security. Oh, well, dumbass, please. he wasn't nude when he walked into the <laughs> <You> place. idiot. <laughs> how can a person walk in with doing, his clothes sir? on? Is it damn to sing of Well, security was looking to see if he had concealed anything. Thing, and they're going, well, obviously he hasn't concealed anything. Let him through. Apparently, if I reveal his shortcomings, it's okay with us. Uh, <laughs> by the way. It was the best run for Kansas City that day, by the way. Well, apparently so. Uh, is that sports? I didn't want to cut you off prematurely. That's it. Uh, and also, uh, my thanks to uh, Scott McFarland, who uh, told Flounder how to get that stupid squeaky noise off my phone, which he did. <laughs> but I don't. But where did it come from? I didn't, I didn't put it in there, and all of a sudden it showed up this weekend. It's part of the new Apple sure. update. Oh, so I hate you these bastards. There, there's a couple other things that all of a sudden I just I, I, that are annoying as hell. Hey, 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 every hey, time, hey. well, I know every time they do an update, it makes it worse. <laughs> and you have to add, now I had to take steps to get rid of something they put on there. That's not right. Anyway, all right, I got a quick birthday update here. Hold on, don't go away yet. Uh, Pete birthday, Robert Griffin the third, thirty-four Heisman Trophy winner, works as the NFL analyst for ESPN, uh, and on this day in history. 1878, Frederick W. Thayer patented the baseball catcher's mask. And on this day, one year later, 1879, the first American ice rink using artificial ice opened Madison Square Garden in New York City. Anyway, uh, boys, 5.30, Kim Pete and Flounder. More uh, Flounder's funnies and stuff uh, right after this. <laughs> Don't go anywhere now, for God's sakes. was on this day in 1967. Fifteen police officers raided Wedlands. Wedlands, the West Sussex home of the Rolling Stone Keith Richards during a weekend party. Fifteen cops armed with a search warrant under the Dangerous Drugs Act 
took away various substances for uh, forensic testing. Uh, George and Patty Harrison had been at the house. It was said the police waited for them to leave before they raided the house in order not to bust the holder of the <laughs> British Empire. <laughs> so, <laughs> that could have been interesting. <laughs> Member of the British Empire getting busted in a drug raid at Keith Richards' house. Well, that's pretty cool. Uh, and oh, Dan, come on, stupid phone. Everything goes black. I've got, come on, get up there. Hold on, I got to. My that's okay. There we go. Our birthday. No, no. Our birthday list includes. Uh, let's see. What was I going to include? Um, Oh, Arsenio Hall, uh, coming to America, and he did his own show. He did the woof, woof. He did the woof thing first, right? Wasn't that Arsenio? Woof, I saw woof. the show. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember he used to. And didn't he have uh, Bill Clinton playing the saxophone one night on, uh, on this show or something? Yes. I think I'm not mistaken. And on this day in history, uh, it's called Putting the S'more in Smorgasbord. King Adolf Frederick, on this day in 1771, King Frederick had the misfortune of ruling Sweden during a period when the monarchy was virtually powerless. So he had a lot of free time on his hands and nothing to do. As a mere figurehead, there was nothing much for the king to do but decorate small snuff boxes, which was his favorite hobby, snuff box decoration, and eating. One meal in 1771 on this day proved particularly memorable because it was his last. The king had lobster, caviar, sauerkraut, and kippers all washed down with champagne, but it was the dessert. Fourteen servings of a rich, sweet roll known as semla that caused the king to basically explode and killed him after that meal on this day in Sweden in 1771. So there you go. Uh, that's 538 with a Kipper Pete and Flounder. Uh, another Flounder's Funnies coming up, and uh, we got a couple of news-breaking stories, news-breaking, breaking news stories, including uh, the Fulton, uh, 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 Fanny the Fulton Floozy will not get out of going to court on Thursday. She was in court today, and the judge confirmed he will hold an evidentiary hearing Thursday over allegations that uh, Fanny the Floozy was engaged in an improper affair. Well, that's obvious. She hired this guy to prosecute Donald Trump. He had nothing to do. He's never done a case like this before. They had been apparently been uh, lovers for a long time. Willis admitted to a personal relationship but denied any conflict of interest. And the judge at a hearing today considered the motions. He said, I'm studying the law. It's clear the disqualification can occur, occur if evidence is produced demonstrating an actual conflict or the appearance of one. And the filing submitted on this issue so far prevents a conflict in the evidence that can't be resolved as a matter of law. Well, she's going to have to go back to court Thursday and explain herself. Again, there's been a second complaint that she's been uh, playing hide the Zorga to Zorga with this guy for a lot longer than when the day after she hired him. Uh, It's been apparently going on for years, and there's someone's going to say so. So she could be, I can't believe she, I mean, uh, what is she thinking? What what was she thinking in the beginning? I mean, uh, what an idiot. I'll tell you exactly what she was thinking. I'm untouchable. Yeah, I guess. I'm black, and I'm a a prosecutor, and so I'm going to be mayor one day, uh, taking after Keisha Bong Bottoms, I guess, and uh, and figure she can spread it around, spread the love. I don't know. I mean, it's just freaking astounding. Uh, so that's an update. She has to go to court Thursday. Oh, now, uh, Flounder, do we, uh, Pete just found a couple of new stories here which are very bizarre. One is, uh, in fact, we do uh, segments frequently on uh, of AI, new technology, and so forth. And do, now, can you play this in there? Do we have to go through a, a process of, of, of the Hitler thing at all? Should we play it? My- 
Well, I, I, well, let's. Let, here's what it is. Somebody has come up with a way to use voice cloning technology to demonstrate what Adolf Hitler's speeches would sound like if he were speaking English. So, and it's very short. I, I played it on my phone a second ago. Pete found this. It's a few seconds of Hitler in German and then a few seconds of Hitler in English. And this, if this is offensive to you, apologize. This is news. This is, a, you know, we're talking about AI. Singers That's are saying, true. hey, they're using my freaking voice. Uh, and this is, this is the new thing. This, you should know about this stuff. Here's Adolf freaking Hitler. Für Richtigkeits, ob du glaubst, dass ich fleißig gewesen bin, dass ich you, my work, for correctness. Now, whether you believe that I have been diligent, that I have worked, that I have advocated for you in these years, that I have been decent, I have spent my time in service of my people. Now cast your vote. If yes, then stand up for me as I have stood up for you. Adolf Hitler, and using his voice wow. in English. And again, he only spoke. We've all seen that. Yeah, right. Yeah, and he, uh, he 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 made clear, and I don't know whether he knew this or he, he felt it automatically or just subconsciously, but he basically only spoke at night, and the reason you speak at night is when people's defenses are much less after they've had a hard day and it's evening time, things are dark and they're all gathered, the crowds are gathered. It's kind of, I mean, psychologists will tell you that it's much more effective in the evening time at night uh, to crowds, uh, especially for the crowd mentality. He, uh, he used theatrics and he used trained a actors to teach him how to use his voice and the gesticulation yeah. to get the crowd riled up. I mean, he, he practiced it for hours. And you, you've, you've seen him. I mean, you, if you've seen video of Hitler, it's very specific. I mean, he was and he's very animated and, and sharp and fierce, and, and he, he did it on purpose. Um, so that was kind of weird. And the second thing is, now, Flounder, did you, are you able to get the sound without the commercial in for the second story? The second story was just in, uh, we mentioned rapper Killer Mike last week when he got arrested at the, at the Grammys. Uh, for, you know, after he got a couple of awards, he got arrested in handcuffs uh, for beating up a security guard at the Grammys, for God's sake. Well, now Killer Mike's back in the news. Uh, he was on The View. And uh, let's see. Let me get the story here. He was on. He was on the View, and he took on Sonny Hostin after offering some praise for Georgia Governor Brian Kemp and explaining his uh, focused on local elections. And they asked him, "Why aren't you endorsing Joe Biden? Because you're black, obviously, and therefore, if you're black, you should support Joe Biden." Anyway, do we have? Can we play a little bit of that soundbite? Do we have to get rid of the commercial first? No, we're we? good. Uh, here we go. Here's uh, uh, Killer Mike today, this morning on the View recently for being somewhat critical of President Biden, saying you weren't ready to endorse him yet. What's your hold up there? What's my hold up? Well, first of all, I think everyone should focus on hyper-local. We, we get caught up yeah. in the soap opera of federal elections, and that's fine. But if you are concerned with the federal election, you don't know who your city council or your wardsman is, right. you don't know who your mayor is, and you're not have, you don't have a good list of state representatives or governor, then you're just a part of whoever wins the Super Bowl or fanfare. Right. So my most important election is going to be in about a year and a half for who's my mayor going to be. I think that Andre Dickens is doing a great job around housing in Atlanta, and I don't want that to be lost. Even though we have a Republican governor, Brian Kemp, I have a good relationship with him. I like what he's done in terms of Georgia business. We've been leading business amongst all states for the last 10 years, and he brought back the Hope Scholarship and expanded it. So if you're a kid in Georgia, you're poor, you got to be average, you can go to college for free or trade school. So in my community, oh, wow. 
girls are going to college, but boys don't have anywhere to go and they're not choosing to. In my community, I have a push for trades. That's why I support organizations like Georgia Youth Build. I support organizations like um, Next Level Boys Academy because they, uh, they usher our boys. I need my daughters to be able to marry somebody. Right. So, <laughs> and, and even in that case, I, I have said, okay, this governor's doing a good job. In terms of nationally, I'm just kind of doing what my grandfather said, staying out of white folks' business and watching what happens. You know, I'm going to see what happens. If there's a candidate that pops up around September, October, that needs a push that's really in policy, wise is good for us going to jump up. But for right now, I just don't want to be involved in the soap opera because I'm much too concerned about what's going on in Atlanta on a hyper-local level. That's so Pretty clever. Killer Mike staying out of why he's not endorsing Joe Biden. I mean, the question was, why aren't you yeah. jumping on the Biden bandwagon? And he never answered the question. Another, <laughs> another thing that wasn't on there that he said about Brian Kemp was he said, as a Southern man, I connected pretty much instantly with him. Politics and policy don't matter to me as much as human decency and principles. And he seemed to be a principled human being when I talked to him. Outstanding. Again, in terms of nationally, Killer Mike said, I'm just kind of doing what my grandfather said, staying out of white folks' business and watching what happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> it's, uh, qu it's quarter of six already. <laughs> Holy smokes. Flounders, we have another Flounders fun. He's probably coming up here, too. And uh, so much more. With the Kevin Pete and Flounder right here, quarter of six. Mad about saffron. <laughs> saffron's mad about me. This was a weird singing guy in the sixties. Donovan. She's just mad about me. That was nineteen sixty-five. Pie Records announced they'd signed the British Bob Dylan. When they added Donovan to the label, the Scottish singer-songwriter produced a series of hit albums and singles between 66 and 70, 1970, became a friend of leading pop musicians, including Joan Baez, Brian Jones, and the Beatles. He influenced John Lennon when he taught John Lennon a finger-picking guitar style in 1968. Donovan, the British yeah. Bob Dylan. But... <laughs> Bob Dylan's uh, movie, Don't Look Back, about his tour of Britain. There's a very hard scene to watch where they're going to meet Donovan in the hotel room, yeah. and they're all laughing about him, about how lame he is. Ooh. And then he comes in, and they're all you know smiling to him oh, and laughing. And then when he leaves, oh, they no. laugh at him again. Can you imagine Donovan going to the premiere of that movie and sitting there and having to watch that? Holy cow. No, I, I mean, wow. Oh, Icky, poo. That's uh, that's hideously bad. Uh, let's see. Birthday list includes Judy Bloom, eighty-six years old, author of the classic children's books. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Super Fudge, Tales of a Fourth Grade Nothing. Among other things, Judy Bloom, eighty-six years old today. Brett Kavanaugh, I think, is fifty-nine today. I saw this on one list and none other, so I don't know if that's right or not. Uh, let's see. Remember the guy who played Samir in Office Space? That movie? That was a great movie. It's on, it was on again the other night. It's on every once in a while. Office Space. Uh, 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 Jage Nadiu is 52. He played Samir in Office Space. Uh, if you ever watch Chicago Fire, uh, the guy who played Matt Casey or Dr. Robert Chase on the uh, House on House, 
Uh, Jesse Spencer's 45. I don't, I don't know him, but if people watch those shows. So I, I do. That in there. I'm one of those nerds who watches those there, shows. Mostly, that's why, if, just for fun. <laughs> uh, and by the way, uh, this was the day in 1892, President Lincoln's birthday was officially declared a national holiday in 1892. And it was also on this same day that the NAACP was founded in response to Lincoln's uh, a hometown of Springfield, Illinois, with a bunch of deadly riots. So in 1909, on his birthday, they founded the NC, uh, NAACP. And one more. Uh, let's see. Savannah, Georgia, founded by an English colonist, James Oglethorpe, on this day in 1733. So there you go. Uh, let's see. Uh, 553 already. Holy cow, holy cow. Uh, if you just joined us, the Lakewood Church shooting was by a tranny, a guy born as a guy, wants to be a girl. Uh, he's uh, an anti-Christian. He had a Palestinian support thing on his on his rifle. Uh, he had a seven-year-old kid who's not expected to live after being hurt during the shooting at the church. Thank God there were two two off-duty cops with guns who are security guards, which is, again, showing you why you should have people with guns in church because the world's not the same as it used to be thanks to people like trannies and weirdo freako leftists. You know, this guy was not a conservative uh, MAGA supporter. Oh. Okay? Bernie Sanders. <laughs> yeah, what? He was Bernie Sanders. He San- was a Bernie Sanders supporter. Oh, well, there you are. And again, he was a tranny, a vicious tranny, and a pro-Palestinian supporter. I mean, what do you ex- freaking expect? And they say the kid's probably not going to live. I don't know where, who, he, who shot him or what happened or anything else. Uh, but this, you know, it's a guy and uh, wants to be a girl. I thought he was a girl. Uh, also, Fanny the Floozy uh, from Fulton County is going to have to go to court to explain herself on Thursday. She tried to get out of it today, and it didn't work. Uh, Defense Chief Lloyd uh, Austin uh, is back in the hospital because of a bladder issue. Just resign, man. Just get the hell out of there and just leave us alone. Democrat congressman and some others are complaining that nobody was standing for the black national anthem. Uh, Steve Cohen, Democrat from Tennessee, said uh, the Negro national land, but not a pretty picture of a Super Bowl crowd. Very, very few stood for it. Yeah, no kidding. I looked when they spoke, yeah. playing the song. Nobody was... I looked in the entire background of the cloud, uh, crowd, which was way in the background, uh, for good reason. They were all just milling around on their phones, talking to people, going up to get something to drink. And, and, the re- and for the first time ever, if there's ever a national anthem, the director of the show always has some shots in the crowd. They show little girls with their daddy, or there's somebody holding their heart. I mean, they always show shots in the crowd. It makes it personal. Not not a single shot when they played the back the Negro national anthem, as he says here. Not a single shot of the crowd because they did, would have been embarrassing. It would have showed him not giving a damn. And now this congressman says, "Oh no, this is disgusting." And it was this hate-filled America here. Oh, you know, slavery. Oh, hey. <laughs> and people say, "Wait a minute. We only have one national anthem. That's why they call it the national anthem, not the black guy anthem." I mean, come on. You'd have to have fifty of them. How about the Indian National Anthem? The one we ought to have is the American Indian National Anthem. What did you think of Post Malone's America the Beautiful? Oh, my God. I, I couldn't look at him. I, I saw those metal teeth, jaw, and, oh, my God, and the, <laughs> and the ink and everything. But he's a beautiful singer, and he's a great guitar. I mean, it was beautiful, <laughs> and I hated it. I, I didn't want to. I honestly got, America. Oh, <laughs> oh Lord. Uh, yeah, let's play. Oh, absolutely, Flounder. I didn't hear him say grain. I don't think he said it.
<laughs> it's beautiful music, you know. It's be- it's weird. It's different, but I like it. It was. He's a weirdo, but he's got a very good voice, yeah. and he's talented. Yeah, I, no question about it. But I couldn't look at him with that all that ink. Plus, that had to hurt like a son of a bitch. I mean, your skin on your face. Holy criminy! Jeez. Well, that guy Travis Barker from Blink One Eighty Two has his whole body tattooed in that new big guy Jelly Roll. Oh, John! Oh my God! Yeah, he's got a bunch of tattoos on his face. Didn't they make fun of him in one of the commercials where he looked at himself in the mirror and went, ah, what have I done? Or something, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, do we have time for Flounder's <laughs> Funny? We have two, uh, two minutes. Uh, let's do a Flounder's Funny here, folks, with a Kimber Pete and Flounder right here, for just for you. What is awesome about crime in Maine is that when cr- we have crime in Maine, the crime rate is low. But when we have crime, it's hilarious. <laughs> we had a woman that turned her Zumba class into a front for prostitution. <laughs> Apparently, her Zumba classes weren't going very well. (laughs) So she did a business pivot, and she just pivoted to prostitution. And then her classes picked up. And and then she got arrested. So uh, what happens now if you open a Zumba class in Maine? People don't like to call it Zumba because they don't want to be associated with prostitution. So we have classes called dance, fitness, and exercise dance, and we're not hookers. <laughs> Who's that girl? That is Karen Morgan. Karen Morgan. Well, well done, Karen. That's very Morgan. sweet and very cute. And sounds like kind of a, a, a girl next door type. Yeah, very cool. She but, does have that look, actually. Oh, sure. I, I, well, I'll have to Google see what she looks like. Uh, God, it's 559. I can't believe it. Uh, by the way, I heard, the other day I put up a sign and it said, uh, girlfriends are like chew toys. If you nibble them just right, they squeak. And I kind of kind of joke, and, that, and I, I heard from a lady who thought that was kind of kinky, because you guys laughed at me made fun of me when I said something like that, and I was being an old creep. And uh, this one particular lady did not think it was creepy at all, and I'm going to bring this full circle by Valentine's Day, because she contacted me, and without knowing it, she basically told me... Uh, don't be an idiot, old man, but we got a way to make it so it's not really your fault. <laughs> and it's so sweet. And <laughs> But it's also the end of the Kimmers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I like to say that when I, we played the Jim Nance, Tony Romo, that was CBS Sports. I forgot to attribute oh, well, to Well, there you are. Well, all I know is my last girlfriend said she couldn't react when we had foreplay because there wasn't enough time. Uh, coming up on 6 o'clock, the Kimmer Feed and Flounder. Oorah, Semper Fi, I gotta go, you're killing me. <laughs> Look out. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. 
In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.